It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 319 of the Superior Thursday Evening Podcast, Max Wrestling. This is your captain speaking on the verge of Impact's rebellion. Allow me to welcome my co-horseman, the podcast machine, Mike, by God, Lockett. When did I turn into Jamie Noble? What, you hanging around with your cousin? Needy <laughs> ain't well, my cousin, man. Well, Josh Matthews would always call him Jamie By God Noble. Well done. Don Callis has now applied that nickname to Kenny By God Omega. Can I just say right now, Don Callis, not even when he was the jackal, just him as Don Callis now is one of the most annoying son of a bitch I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's so I good about seen- it. But you know what it is, too, man? I see, obviously, we got the forbidden door and we got everything like that. But every time he speaks, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Hey, yeah that, that's that's why he's so bad God entertaining. Because he's annoying. I know, that, <laughs> I know that's his gimmick. But my God, good God almighty. That Don F. and Callis. You know what I'm saying? Don F. and Callis. Yes. Um... El Jefe Moses Marquez will be joining us momentarily. We, of course, discovered what well, we worked out last week that he always misses the start of the show so he doesn't have to talk about WWE. Smart decision. Hey, I don't, to, I don't even want to talk about Raw this week, but I got some things to say about that damn show. I don't want to talk about WWE, but I'm the fucking host. I know you're the fucking host. <laughs> I, I, just, I run the fucking I like- show. Run the fucking show, yes, Mark Dallas. But no, I'd actually like to talk about a good Raw instead of a fucking retread and a rerun because most of the shit that we got was a rerun and a retread. Well, in that case, we need to go back about 10, 20 years. Yeah. Retro Raw, let's do it. Um, also, Travis DeWalker Anderson will not be appearing this week. He, he, oh he had God. himself a little bit of fun last night. So, um, you know, on, on medical reasons, let's say he's uh, having a day off. Hey, after what that dude's been going through and all the work that he does, let him have his fun. Yes, absolutely. And I very much hope that whatever drink he had for me was brown or amber. Well, he can't. Nice. He can't have a drink for me because I'm strange. Uh, Yeah. He's probably drinking for you this morning. Water. What water? (laughs) I know it's not cheer wine because we had this discussion. For those that don't (laughs) know what cheer wine is. For those that don't know what cheer wine is, it is like cherry soda, and it's one of the most popular drinks in the Carolinas. It's been around since, like, the early 1900s. He thinks it's gross. I love it, so he ain't having cheer wine, though, so it's all right. Who loves red soda? <laughs> Mike loves red soda. <laughs> <laughs> so Travis is on the H2O. Not, not the Gatorade. Gatorade water sucks. It really, really sucks. Uh, now then, this is the week we take back what's ours. We well, the other two eighths of it anyway. Um, Ryan Squared currently have fingertips on our predictions title, which is of course on the line this weekend for Rebellion. But let's not get into that just yet. Let's get WWE out of the way. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, now is the time to hit the subscribe button, like and share on Facebook, and subscribe to our audio streams on all podcast platforms. And now we watch WWE, so you don't have to. And I fucking wish I didn't. Okay, well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not off to a bad start. I mean, Cesaro now seems to be in the pipeline for the the Universal Championship on SmackDown with Roman. 
That's a plus. But I mean, I look at it from a stance too. Like if, if there's anybody that deserves it, finally, after all these years, I mean, it really started with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for me, mm-hmm. getting the with Cesaro. But my thing is too, here's what's also interesting about it. You got Roman Reigns, who's now a Paul Heyman guy against Cesaro, who's a former Paul Heyman guy, which a lot of people forget that Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy. We forget it because they dropped the ball on it. The problem with that was Cesaro became a Paul Heyman guy at a time when Paul Heyman was so focused on Brock Lesnar, they just didn't have time to even think about Cesaro. So it was just kind of an afterthought. I mean, it's like when Curtis Axel was a Paul Heyman guy. Yes, he won the Intercontinental Championship, but it's like, come on, it's Curtis Axel. Yeah. I mean, they could have done so much with Curtis Axel, especially after the, the rub from Triple H. And Axel effing mania was hilarious. But the thing, too, the thing with Curtis Axel, too, like when he was Michael McGillicuddy in NXT, he was just bland as a motherfucker. And when him and David Otunga were the tag team champions, that went over like a fart in church. And then you do something interesting with the son of a gun, and then it just goes to shit. Yeah. I mean, this is the son of Mr. Perfect. How do you fuck that up? Because they're because assholes. WWE. Yep. <laughs> it's probably Kevin Dunn. Oh, you know, Vince, I don't want to get the kid. You know, Vince, I find him tiresome with his Bucky Beaver teeth. <laughs> um, I mean, it's good that Cesaro's in the main event picture and feuding with Roman Reigns for the title, but, I mean, what are the chances we actually get Cesaro as universal champion? Slim to none, but, yeah. it's, somebody, but it's somebody different for the universal title picture. Yeah, but it's just going to backfire on him because, you know, when Roman beats Cesaro, inevitably people are just going to rip on WWE for burying Cesaro. Absolutely. But from a stance, too, like, as my mom will say, you know, he's the tribal chief because my mom is the only one who picked Roman, by God, Reigns to win the friggin' main event. (laughs) I mean, it worked. It worked. She's a predictions champion. That it did, but I... At the end of the day, here, yo, I'm very curious, by the way, on a side note, sidebar here, because my mom has not been watching Impact for a while, so I'm curious to see see how she does with the Impact pay-per-view. So so long as somebody from Max Wrestling wins it and nobody from Bold Predictions wins it, that's good. Hey, I'm just saying, man, when it comes to Ryan and Ryan, and I'll talk about them when our videos air about those sons of bitches from the Bold Predictions podcast. Let me tell you something about the Bold Predictions podcast really quickly because I have something to say later. Man, when I, I said last week that it's Chucklefuck's Chuckle Mania and Chucklefuck's RS, right? Now look at what I just said there, Chucklefuck's RS. Man, I love me some Toys RS. Unfortunately, they are non-existent, you know what I'm saying? They had their own mascot. They had Jeffrey the Giraffe. And man, I love me some Jeffrey the Giraffe. I want to get some gift cards every time I'd watch Figure It Out with Summer Sanders on Nickelodeon. When I look at, you know, Jeffrey the Giraffe, right, I think if Bold Predictions had a mascot, right, they would have the not-so-bold Duncan because they are a triple dosage of jackasses. <laughs> uh, you'll, pro- you'll probably think of a different animal after you see the promos a little bit later on, but okay. Now, that's the only thing really I've got to say about SmackDown. I mean, everything I've got to say about Raw is negative, so so Uh, let's begin. Maybe first of all, it was great to see Alundra Blaze on Raw. I'm really surprised uh, to see her feuding with Asuka and Rhea Ripley, though. Okay, all right, stop it right now, and I love you for that. But still, no, it's just, I I I hate Charlotte Flair with a passion. I hate her, I hate her, I 
hater. That was shot? I hate what they're doing. Damn, Sorry, I thought what? that was a Lunge Blaze. First and foremost, <laughs> I, I don't, even, don't even mention a Lunge Blaze to me because I have not been happy with a Lunge Blaze when her, Disco Inferno, and Chris Jericho were acting like a triple dosage of chuckle fuckery yeah. when they were talking about the goddamn, you know, the goddamn Vegas being open and the coronavirus. Don't get me started on that. But what I hate is the fact that we're doing the Charlotte. I'm not being this cookie cutter, smiling everything anymore. And I'm like, okay. And I did see some girls that grew up nowadays and that are really that think this girl is like the shiznit because they grew up with Charlotte Flair. They didn't grow up with a lot of girls that we grew up with think that this is awesome. And I'm like, you guys can fuck right off. Ah, oh, let me guess. They love the Bellas too. Well, yeah, because, you know, I'll be honest with you. This is the day and age where a lot of those girls watch Total Divas or Total Bellas and said, hey, I want to do this wrestling thing. It, it really bothers me that we're in this age where women's wrestling is becoming so mainstream and on par with men's wrestling, and yet people look up to girls like the Bellas. Well, that's, you got to admit, like, look at, okay, and I'm going to say this, and I love them to death, and I like these guys, even though we got to say mean stuff about them. Ryan Taylor grew up... <laughs> In 2000, the youngest predictions champion. He was eight years old when the Bella Twins debuted on WWE television. Ella J, and I love Ella J to this, she was like 11 when the Bella Twins debuted on WWE television, and she didn't start watching until 2009. So this is who they grew up with, kids that are born in the late 90s to the early 2000s. I grew up with friggin' brown panties matches, but I still appreciate better women's wrestling now. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I also look at it from a standpoint. Gravy Bowl like, match. Evening gown match. Fuck off. Eggnog, man. Still. But no, I look at it from a stance too. We grew up with Lita, Trish, Jazz, Molly, Holly, Victoria, um, Ivory, and all these women. And we grew up with the Lunge Blaze, yes. And we grew up with people like Bull Nakano and all these ladies. I'm just saying, this is the generation we got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And let, and let me inform you. Kids, they actually put those match types in the video games. You literally had to strip your opponent to win a brown panties match. Oh, my goodness. I remember playing that over and over again. And then there was... The... <laughs> no, I did. I legit did just because I wanted to be Tori and Stacy, And just, I got to say, Tori and Stacy. But no, and it's also one of those things, too, where it was just... It was interesting, and I wanted to see how the gameplay was. And it was not bad. I mean, they had the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal. Yeah. And one of them that we had at the Taboo Tuesdays back in the day. I mean, I'm 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 not gonna sugarcoat things. Obviously, I enjoyed them back in the day, but you know, mm -hmm. you kind of grow up and you think, yeah, that's not women's wrestling. Then you see a match oh, like oh. Paige and Emma and you know Becky and Sasha, and you know, that's women's wrestling. Of course, and I look at it from the stands too. I was a 12 year old kid, and I lost my mind at WrestleMania 20 when I got to see Tori Wilson and Sable against Stacy Keeler and Miss Jackie in a Playboy pillow fight. I mean, that's what we grew up with. We grew up in a day and age where the women's championship, whoever was the Playboy cover model, mm -hmm. got a women's championship at WrestleMania. Hence Trish Stratus and Christy Hemi. Hence Melina and Ashley Massaro. God rest her soul. Yeah. Tori Wilson and Candice Michelle. Maria in a tag team match and getting making out with Snoop Dogg. Like that's what we got. And let's not forget Sable with the black handprints. Yes. That, that is not a bikini. <laughs> no, it is not. And Jerry Lawler flipping, flipping, out of, flipping his wig and losing his mind. Yeah, I remember the, the VHS case for Fully Loaded. And it was just Jerry Lawler and reacting to Sable. And obviously it was pixelated and it just said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're getting a bit carried away. Um, Charlotte is now, quote, suspended and fined for beating the shit out of a referee, basically. 
She mollywopped that referee. <laughs> so and, but the, she just came back, Desi. Yeah. She just came back and she's already suspended. She's back for two weeks. Now she's suspended again. And apparently it's because she needs dental work. So more cosmetic surgery. Okay, got it. Great. And well, did you see what I wrote in the group friggin' <laughs> Chad? It's talking about like, oh, I think she'll be all right. And I just wrote pass. <laughs> I'm like, no. I mean, Fuck we all no, thanks. Travis, you and I were like done and Chad was done. Chad's trying to be like, oh, she's with Andrade. And I'm like, fuck them. Not Andrade, but fuck that whole situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Complaining about being suspended, but then spending time on a beach with Andrade. Yeah. Okay. Stay there. You know what it is, man? It's friggin' Don Juan DeMarco. That is her Don Juan. Hmm. So stupid. <laughs> Now, Randy Orton um, developed a little feud with Matt Riddle this week. Now, <clears throat> going up to Adam Pearce and just being like, who's the blonde kid, doesn't wear his shoes? This is exactly how I imagine Randy Orton goes to Vince to talk about someone he doesn't like. Uh, you know that blonde who's the, guy who's that the kid with a dreadlocks that used to have a Jamaican accent? He's so stupid. It's like, who's that blonde dude that I dropped on his head and got him fired? Ken Anderson? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, he deserved that, too, because if you watch that back, fucking Ken Anderson is a dick. He dropped Grant Yorton right on his head. It ain't ballet. I know, true, but still. Also, I look at it from a stance, too. When it comes to Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, I like mm. the continuity, too, because Matt Riddle said in a WWE.com exclusive, it's like, hey, bro. Like, he beat me. I, you know, I pinned him at their Survivor Series. You know, he RKO'd me, and now I got him back, bro. That was a huge win. They, you know, I'm a stallion, bro. And I'm like, okay, there's some continuity here, I guess. Yeah. I mean, of course, Matt Riddle gets a win on the eve of 420. You know? Well, I mean, that was, that was, that I'm, was a hell of a I'm sure he and Randy celebrated after the show. <laughs> Desi, I gotta say, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. Like it was a really good match. It was, and I've actually seen people complain that Matt Riddle beat Randy Orton. Like Rand what? Randy's a twenty-year veteran, and he put over a young talent. What the fuck's the problem? Ah, oh, and it was much better than the advertised bout, which was supposed to be Randy Orton and Braun Strowman for the first time ever. Oh yeah, thank you for canceling that. Whoever's decision that was. Well, because we got a hell of a match, but we still got brought. Oh, we'll get to the main event. I'll have something to say about that. But yeah, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle killed it. I want to see another round two for these gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, speaking of dropping people on their heads, obviously they recently had the Stone Cold documentary and went over the Owen Hart incident again. And the more you watch it, the more you realize just how freaking bad that was. Dude, I got to say, I can't wait to watch more of the biographies on A&E. Watching that biography and just watching it again and again, it's like 20-plus years later. It's like still gets me every time I see that. Yeah, oh, that roll-up. I mean, couldn't even get the roll-up, huh? He I... will always say it's one of the most ugliest roll-ups <laughs> in the history of roll-ups. Yeah, it was, but I mean, it wasn't his fault. Um, the only complaint I have to A&E is please turn the fucking volume down on the background music. I could barely hear what people were saying half the time. I know, that it was way too loud. Jim Ross spoke, I mean, you can't even, I mean, not to be awful, but you can't even lip-read Jim Ross. So he was speaking, I don't know what the fuck he was saying. Me either. God, please turn it down on the next documentary, A&E. Thank you. 
Hey, I'll be honest. I can't wait till Dark Side of the Ring comes back. We're going to talk about Brian Pillman. We're going to talk about Nick Gage. We're going to talk about a lot of people. Yeah, and Dark Side of the Ring is the only place you're going to see Brian Pillman because Peacock ain't going to have him on. Nope. (laughs) Well, look at what else what's going on Vice TV, man. Now they got MLW on that channel, too. Yes. MLW starting to make some waves. Mm-hmm. Um, another dumb thing, Mandy and Dana's interference in Nia Jax's match was awkward and stupid. Whoever wrote it, please don't ever write segments again. Mm. It was just now like, oh, we wanted you to see this. Oh, it's Mandy slapping Nia from last week. Okay. Oh, we also wanted you to see this. Okay, here comes Dana Brooke, and they're both jumping Nia Jax. And we also wanted you to see this. It's Nia Jax slipping on the apron. Okay. What was the point? Okay. <laughs> It was supposed to be like they got into her overall psyche and got her distracted. And now it looks like we're seeing dissension in the rankings with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. It looks like Nia Jax has got a new boo. Because here comes Angel F and Garza out of nowhere, out of mothballs, if you will, trying to, you know, play the bachelor to Nia Jax. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, where the hell's Garza been? I mean, I know there wasn't any physical contact, but if I was a referee, I'd be calling for the bell for a DQ and not distraction. Mm-mm. Also, I'd just be calling out just to end the pain of watching it. Hey, we got Glow and Blow getting the dub, man, with that double face buster. Yeah, and also Shayna blaming Nia Jax. I mean, it's nice to see another woman other than Thunder Rosa being blamed for problems. Ooh, okay. You got to put it like that. Ding, ding, (laughs) ding. You know what it is, too, man? What pissed me off is because I wanted to see Natalia and Tamina win the tag title so goddamn bad, and now we're not even going to see that. You did? Well, here's the reason why I wanted them to win, because, I mean, they've been toughing it up, what we saw on, you know, Talking Smack with Paul Heyman. I wanted to see them win. I, I know I picked Glow and Blow, but watching what we saw there in Italian Tamina, I want to see some more from that. And I think they're working hard, and this is the best Tamina's looked in a long, long time. That's true. I mean, to be honest, I would have just been happy with anybody taking those titles off of Nia and Shayna because I don't want to see Shayna being saddled with Nia Jax anymore. That's what we're doing, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Shayna's being like, all right, you're distracted. Nia wants to get to get a get a get a freak on, possibly, with Angel Garza. You know, throw Reginald out the picture. You know what I'm saying? But that Latin Mr. Lover Lover, Mr. Boombastic, the Latin Lover, he's like El Gerardo is what that Angel Garza is. He's Rico Suave. Mm-hmm. So, as we said, main event featured Braun Strowman eventually. Wait, oh, we're not going to talk about the main event because his cousin was also on Angel Garza. Umberto Carrillo got friggin' Molly Watt by Sheamus. Yeah. Again, coming out of the woodwork, where, where the fuck's Carrillo been? I don't know. But they had friggin' poor Umberto get killed, and I'm like, no, I like Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, Sheamus also wasn't making any sense this week. I mean, his his promo, um, not his promo, his lines were all over the place. Whoever the fuck wrote them too needs fucking give the job I'm to gonna somebody be else. A fight- I'm going to be a fighting champion. No, but the title's not going to be on the yeah. line. Oh, but I'm going to be a fighting champion. You know what? An open challenge for the title seems like a good idea. I'll do it, but not for the title. What? Here's the crack, lads. I can't do the Irish accent like you, but I know he's... <laughs> Here's the crack, lads. Thank you. I'll, I'll put the title on the line, but it won't be on the line. What? Wait, what no are you talking sense. about? What the fuck did he just say? What the hell was that? 
Thank you, Travis. <laughs> yeah, moving on. So, main event. We finally saw the unmasking of Mason Teabag, and oh my god, it's actually Dominic Dijakovic and Don Leo Maddie. Did you see? Did you see how they put that over for the first time ever? <laughs> oh my God, Retribution have been unmasked. You don't say. It's Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic. I would have never thought. This is the first time we've got a good look at their faces. Is it really, Corey? Is it? Really? <laughs> so they bring it and Braun's yelling at him. This is for your own good. And I'm like, what? You think you're cool oh. with these clown masks? <laughs> Honestly, Dio Madden looked more intimidating with the mask. I know. Take, take the Dom masks off. We're just for your own good. And bring it back and tires yell and stand up. And I'm like, oh my God. I can't, yeah, they still get the win. I kind of felt bad for them because, I mean, those are pretty heavy masks. And both of them got mollywopped with them. Yeah. And, and now, again, they win by DQ. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him now, but I swear they're not with the Hurt Business because MVP kept saying, I swear they are not with the Hurt Business. It, it also just reeks of lack of continuity when the mask came off to your Madden and Corey didn't say, oh my God, he used to sit next to me at the commentary table. <laughs> oh, but we're supposed to forget about that. Yeah, because anything that happened eight months ago in WWE didn't happen. Hey, man, and they're moving. Thank God they're doing Mia Yim is not involved in this bullshittery. She's over at a SmackDown, and I got to say right now, we were talking about releases, and I said no in the chat. Yimmy, Yimmy, Bofini, Bonana, Fana, Bofini. I'm singing the name, Gabe. Let's keep Mia Yim. It, it's good and it's bad. It, it's, it's good because she moved away, but is moved she's away. But also, but she's, she's going to be on a different brand to Keith Lee whenever he, he <laughs> fucking eventually comes back. True, but she's also still doing the Reckoning character, too, which is also shit. Oh, really? Well, yeah, they said Reckoning is moved to SmackDown, so I'm assuming she's still going to be Reckoning. I mean, I guess they were still calling Mason Teabag by their names, but they'll probably change them next week or something. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? They did a little Scott Stapp, you know, with uh, Creed there. You know why I say that with Scott Stapp? Because Dio Madden. Dominic Dijakovic, they had him break free. No, no, I wake up to the sound again. That's what friggin' Dominic Dijakovic and Dio Madden were doing. They were breaking free. Sound of the early 2000s. Hey, that that's more mid-2000s. See, that was when yeah, Scott yeah. Stapp did his solo thing. And he was doing his Christian thing. No, no. That's what Scott Stapp was doing. I'm so goddamn lost. Good morning, by the way. <laughs> oh, good morning, Moses. Hey. That was perfect timing. We just finished Raw. I think yes. I walked in and Rawful. all I heard was him singing, and I'm like, uh, and then something about Scott Steiner, and I'm like, that had to be Tina. That's that, not Scott Steiner. We're talking about Creed, bro. Oh, whatever. I heard. I don't know where the fuck I heard Scott Steiner, but all right. <laughs> I wish Scott Steiner was on this show. I mean, there was like a two in a four and twenty-seven percent chance of that being Scott Sapp. There you go, I love yeah. it. Oh, okay. We just thought, we talked about your boy Riddle beating Randy Orton, Moses. Actually, I want to ask you, since you guys actually watched this horrific thing, mm. um, what the hell is up with, uh, I, I think you guys just talked about it, Dio, Madden, and uh, and uh, Dijakovic. Are they back to uh, normal now? Or well, are they no, going to continue still, to be stupid name guys without masks? No, they're still Mason T-Bar, but it's like, for oh, the first party. time ever, they've been unmasked! 
Like nobody watches NXT, and apparently nobody watched that like two weeks where he was on commentary. No, because yeah. we're supposed to forget it. That's what I just said. Corey didn't say, oh my god, he used to sit next to me on the table. And didn't he get killed by Brock Lesnar? Yes. Yes. Thank well, you. I mean, he squared up to Brock Lesnar and then got killed. Well, you know, when you're a former offensive tackle, and you're like, you know what, I used to play DT. What's up then, partner? I'll block you. Well, he got blocked. That would have been a better reaction from Corey Graves. That's the guy that saved me from getting murdered by Brock Lesnar. Yep, that would have been nice. And we were talking about how Mia Yim is now on SmackDown, still as Reckoning. For now. Terrible. For now. And, and and of course, the ESPN guy is still sucking it up. Oh, freaking Adnan yeah. sucks it. I mean, I, I tried to listen to him more carefully this week because I didn't really notice as how bad he was as much as other people last week. So I tried to listen to him more this week. I, I wouldn't say he's he bad. Has- he's just bland. Like, there's no personality he has- there. He, he's a sports guy coming into the wrestling world. Yeah. That's for sure. Like, he's not tripping up or making mistakes like friggin' Mike Adam Lee, but he, yeah, he's, well, there's just the no personality about, there. Here's the thing about Adam Lee, and I apologize for cutting you off, Dazzy, dangerously, but I look at it from his stance, too. When Mike Adam Lee was on American Gladiators, <laughs> he, was, he was good. But when he got to WWE, he absolutely sucked. Mm. Jeff Harvey. <laughs> Jeff Harvey, yep. Okay, and now for the good side of WWE. Uh, but first, make sure you visit our website, MaxRacing.net, for all your Max Racing information, history, stats, and facts. Stats and facts, man. We got a whole lot of them. From promo bouts, from trivia bouts, from predictions bouts, from tournaments. We got it all. Excess. The stress of much success. We want it all, no less. So come on. Taking it back to SmackDown 03 with that theme, baby. Oh, check out Max Wrestling. Please tell me you played the clip of uh, of Trap being drunk. I, I've asked him. I don't know if he's going to let us. No, don't it. ask him. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, also the website now, uh, the promo and knowledge list of bouts are in the right place. They're not swapped around. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the hell I did that. It was just you click on list of promo bouts and you get all the knowledge matches we've ever had. And you click on the list of knowledge bouts and you get all the promo matches we've ever had. How the hell did it get mixed up? I don't know, but now now it's corrected. You want to intertwine some shit. That's what you want to do. I did. Uh, I intertwined those lists very much like Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell want to be entwined. I got to say right now, that Indy Hartwell. <laughs> you know, got to say what it comes when it comes to Indy Hartwell and it comes to the overall love that is her and Dexter Loomis, all I got to say is one thing, man. Reunited and it feels so good. All I got to say is, you know what I'm saying? I mentioned Get Your Freak On. I got to say she wants to creep. Yeah, she's creeping on the down low, TLC style. I am loving me some Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Yeah, you know, um, find you a girl who looks at you the way Scarlet looks as cross has been replaced by find you a girl that looks at you like Indy looks at Dexter Loomis. More like shocked you like Indy. Or pretend to be unconscious for you like Indy Hartwell. Man, I'm looking at these two, and Dexter Loomis, even though he's a crazy son of a gun and has like those dead eyes he's staring, what he's doing is he's taking it back to the late 80s. I'm talking about New Jack Swing. I'm talking about Teddy Riley. He's like today, girl, I got my eyes on you quality stuff yes I'm, I'm well, i mean really... I, don't, I don't hate this thing I, I i still i still call it the whole uh what is it windy peppercorn and uh and sphinx you know yes. gimmick from last week 
But uh, this week it's more like uh, like the Adams family. You know what I mean? Like she's uh, I forgot to get the the geek kid's name, but um, uh, uh what, God, what's uh, Wendy Adams? No, that's another name. What's the uh, what's the girl's name from the Adams family? Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Thank you. You remember if you remember the if you ever watched the movie, there is a scene where they're at like summer camp. And she like falls in love with this guy, and they're like, yeah. you know, opposite sides of the fence. Yeah, I was like, well, that's the, exactly what this was. Wasn't that Bernard, Mike? I think. Yes, the head elf. Yes, it was. Yes. I believe that. Thank you. See, he gets around. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that fucking Bernard. Uh, see, that's the problem. I can't look at Bernard the same until he was on WWE, and he was just all fat as fuck. Yeah, let's cut him a break. It's it's been a rough year. He wasn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it happens to the best of us. It's called 2020. Yes. Um, But Eli Drake did manage to get a win over Dexter Loomis um, after further tension between Dexter and Indy through an accidental distraction. This goddamn fucking dork L.A. Knight's just like, oh, you're looking like a man. You want a man like Dexter Loomis? He's like, you can have a man like L.A. Knight. And I'm like, well, that's, you have a terrible name. <laughs> just, that's not appealing to anybody, partner. Plus. You look like a rip-off John better. Cena. You're, you're cool, Jack. Well, it's he been was, destroyed. He yeah. was much better as Eli Drake. He was so much better when he had the dummy button. And now he's doing L.A. Knight and he's just bland as a motherfucker. You know what? I didn't even notice I just called him by his old name. That's just, it's natural. Eli Drake. I just, L.A. Knight. Even if it had been Eli Knight, it would have been better. Yeah. No, no, fucking L.A. Knight. No. Like, again, we get like Mike. Mm-hmm. That was the the team that he played for in in that movie. Yeah. You know, so so where's Bow Wow? Where's he coming? Where's he at? Oh, my God. Don't open the door for Bow Wow. Jeez. Oh, he's first, clamoring apparently. And, oh, everybody oh. all of a sudden really wants to get into wrestling because they ain't got shit else to do in their life. Yeah. You know what it is? When you talk about also like Mike with the Los Angeles Knights, I still got that picture in my head of that Stuart Little son of a bitch, Jerry Maguire son of a gun, Jonathan Lipnicki friggin' also doing like layups and shit and just friggin' going to the game with Calvin and he's getting beaten up by the kid in the orphanage because he's trying to hide his sneakers because the little son of a gun can friggin' jump like Mike, you know what I'm saying? And he got Morris Chestnut trying to be with the girl, but here comes friggin' Calvin Cambridge being little Bow Wow, getting all up in his grill. Dare I say, little cock blocking orphan over there it's like oh my goodness gracious god damn <laughs> <laughs> the only aspect of that movie right there <laughs> yes uh well it was better than light by two street ball and i love me some kel no, mitch i don't, I don't like, watch terrible sequels that go straight to see, see i told you it sucked it sucked so bad yeah don't do that yeah i ain't seen it either you don't want to see it, man. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't want to. <laughs> That's not one for Netflix, no? Hell no, man. <laughs> Fucking like my two street ball. The only good thing about it was Kel Mitchell. And I love me some Kel Mitchell. Like, I love me some orange soda and cheer wine. But he could not save this movie. Like, Jennifer Esposito could not save The Master of Disguise because it was the shits. <laughs> I still like the movie. 
So, your girl, Frankie Monet, made another appearance, this time probably making the mistake of getting an Io Shirai's, well, she did make the mistake of getting an Io Shirai's face, because Io Shirai was all sweetness, you know, um, cutting her, well, interviewing perfect English, but as soon as Frankie Monet showed up, she turns angry Japanese. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Frankie's like, I don't know what you just said, but I'll go carry well, Frankie Monet has that effect on people, and I gotta say this right now. I love the fact that we got Taya, I'm sorry, Frankie Monet, doing the <laughs> damn thing in NXT. I know that's the name that she chose, and people are gonna hate. Hate yeah. is gonna hate, ball is gonna ball, but I ain't feeling on no booty. It's one of those things when it comes to Frankie Monet, we're gonna see her doing her thing, put her in there with Io, put her in there against Raquel Gonzalez, just give me some Frankie Monet. I've <clears throat> I've I've got used to her new name pretty much straight away. She pulled it off. She yeah, does. it works because it's such a high maintenance type of name. So I was like, yeah, that that definitely works for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mean, ah oh, man, I for, completely forgot about the Marisa Miz segment from Raw. You know, um, when Damian Priest starts speaking Spanish, so Marie starts speaking French. <laughs> what cracked me up about it? Did you see Miz? He goes, "Yeah, French, that's French." <laughs> it died. Wow. It was funny. Now uh, we've we spoke about Zoe Stark being the jobber of NXT. The only person she's beat really is Tony Storm. That's um, terrible. Yeah, poor Tony. But so they advertised the debut of Sarai, Sarai, Sarai. We've already got Sarai. Shirai. Shirai and Sarai. Jesus. Sarai's debut. <laughs> um, but I know that was her name in Japan, but it's like, come on. Like, yeah. Ugh, killing me. I mean, obviously, you know she's going to win a debut match. Then they so. then they announce her opponent is Zoe Stark, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, she's definitely winning. <laughs> Poor Zoe Stark, because of course. The, the quality jobber. You go on out there, you put on a decent show. Yeah. We can't tell like Fabian Eichner was for a while. Yes. Now, I will say this about Zoe Stark, the former Lacey Ryan and future stars of wrestling, married to uh, to Tom Howard of UPW. Man, when it comes to her, I think she's a talented son of a gun. But like you said, the only one she has is over Tony Storm. Who did she and beat in her fact- debut match? Who, Tony Storm or Zoe Stark? Zoe Stark. Because she won that one too, and then she lost everyone since apart from the Tony Storm match. I think that was just a that was a enhancement talent on NXT. It was one of the girls that's at the performance center. I forgot her name. Oh, she must so, be in the shits. Enhancement talent losing to enhancement talent. I, mm-hmm. you know, you know what it is too. Like I understand what they're trying to do, keep her in the mix. But every time I look at Zoe Stark, and I'm just like, okay, it doesn't make me go ooh ah. I'm just like, okay, Mercedes Martinez makes me go ooh ah. But, like, she doesn't do nothing for me, Zoe Stark. ZS doesn't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? Not with Zoe. I ain't talking about Zoe 101. I ain't talking about Zoe on Sesame Street. I'm just talking about Zoe Stark. Eh-eh. Well, we're obviously not through with Zoe Stark and Tony Storm yet because Tony attacked her after the match. Why? Why are they doing this to my girl? I love me some Tony Storm, former NXT UK Women's Champion. She should be the NXT Women's Champion. But now you got in her feud with the youngin. I mean, yeah, she she should have won the women's title. Uh, hopefully, she goes from this to uh, feuding with Raquel after the eminent, obvious breakup of Raquel and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. 
Not that I'm planting any seeds there. It's just the writings on the no, wall. No, like they didn't. You know, it wasn't blatantly <laughs> fucking obvious. And she's just like, you know, we're not done talking. And then fucking, I'm just like, okay, well, first off, that was annoying. And then Raquel's <laughs> looking at her like, I can squash you right now if you don't shut the fuck up. I mean, they also kind of addressed it when Dakota's like, oh, really? You, you trying to, trying to plant some seeds there? Oh yeah, you're trying to plant some seeds, and she's <laughs> like, well, you know, you are kind of being a bitch. So. <laughs> I mean, she she has kind of taken your spot. Yeah, I mean, which kind of which begs the question to me, like, is this, like, the way for, like, Raquel to be face? Like, she's going to beat the crap out of her, and now she looks like a face because she's a dork heel? I kind of hope so, because we're really short on face champions in WWE. Yeah, that's yeah. true, though. But she would have gone from, like, a heel... To like three weeks later on the face, but hey, it is what it is. I out of the two of them, I would rather see Raquel turn face because Dakota's killing it as a heel. Yeah, yeah. she should just even stay though, heel. Even though she had a one-hour goddamn title reign. Yeah, I mean, but you know, it doesn't matter that you're supposed to forget things. Yeah, D- Dakota Kai yeah. was nice and all sweet as a face, but she's so badass as a heel. Mm-hmm. It, it needed to happen. She needed the change of scenery because she was just floundering as a baby face. And then you turn her heel. She scrunches up her face. She kicks. Yakuza kick. Tegan knocks in the face. And it was wonders. Team kick? Team kick. As for... Oh, wait a minute. We do have a face champion, Kushida. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That was me thinking we only had Bianca Belair last week. Yeah, Kushida oh, wait, okay, is... So hold on. Why? Why change this, this aspect of Kushida? Why, why, why take away the shorts and 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 make him look like an MMA fucking like all he did his entire life was fight fucking mixed martial arts? I think they they <laughs> want him to be more serious and less Marty McFly as champion. But that's his gimmick, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's been doing it. He's been doing it for I years. Mean, he's got these dumbass trunks that say "Time Splitter" on his ass. Yeah, and he's got his fucking feet taped. Um, showed me bananas. Like people were saying. A couple of months ago, why, why, why is he dressed like Marty McFly? <laughs> that, that's he's been doing that for years. It's his gimmick. I was like, dude, that was like forever, bro, forever. But what forever, ever. Look, mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom, full on Back to the Future cosplay. I was like, I think you can go as far back as like nine or ten, even. Yes, I and think it was nine. like. Yeah, I think that was like the debut. Not even the debut of it, but. Um, the first Wrestle Kingdom I watched was Wrestle Kingdom 9, and I remember there being a Back to the Future gimmick. I thought, this is so cool. Yeah. There you go. Because I, it was so unexpected. We right, yeah, we were right there with you starting with the Wrestle Kingdom, Daz. And the thing, too, is also you got to understand the Fanaroonies nowadays don't even know, know that he was in New Japan and did that gimmick for years. They don't know that. Right. Exactly. Um, but open challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship because unlike Seamus, Kushida will defend the championship in an open challenge. Uh, answered by Oni Larkin great match but the champion retains before Legado del Fantasma attack and MSK even the odds nice little brawl mm-hmm. the marijuana smoking kids out there in lime ass green shirts on 420 a little surprising it's not but it is it's uh, interesting to see Oni going after the cruiserweight title while um, Danny Birch mate is injured mm-hmm yeah, unfortunately. Well, Oni has had some Cruiserweight title bouts. He had some great matches with Gulak. But, yo, I'm cool with it. If we get more Kushi and Ordi Lorcan, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, it works. 
Let them beat the crap out of each other. I mean, freaking Kushida ate those chops like he was just like, bro, I used to fight a guy named Ishii, okay? Come fuck with me on that level. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny, Mike. You mentioned um, Everrise being on 205 last week, and all of a sudden now they're back on NXT. We get the Walmart Young Bucks. Fat Jackson and not Nick. (laughs) Yes. Uh, When it comes to Everrise, they have potential, but every time I look at them, I'm just like, no, you guys are just J-Bros. Yeah, Walmart Young Bucks. Yep. Um, I, of course, they get mollywhopped by Imperium. Uh, of course they do. I can't look at those guys. We're going to chase Parker and, and the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name. The uh, the big one that looks like Matt Jackson. Oh, uh, Martell or something like that. So anyway, uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to those two, absolutely getting mollywopped by Imperium. Rightfully so. You got Eichner and you got Bartell and you got every one of Imperium just absolutely dominating, doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And my goodness gracious, is Killian Dane joining Imperium? I mean, Imperium seems to have replaced... Well, they fill the void left behind by the Undisputed Era. Yeah. As the as the dominant faction on NXT. Well, when it comes to Killian Dane and the whole Drake Maverick thing, and Drake Maverick asking, Oi! You're joining Imperium? And I'm like, well, it looks like it there, Drake, you know, with your marbles in your mouth. And I love me some Drake Maverick. Goddamn. So, <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, Oi! You're joining Imperium? And I'm like, all right, man. Uh, goddamn. He, I mean, he's pissed off, little son of a gun. He's got the hood spot. There's this young Drake Maverick. But anyway, I digress. Oh, God, there's a cool when new entrance to... music and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that right there. So when it comes to that, I'm okay if Killian Dane joins because, I mean, you got badass Alexander Wolf. There's a tie-in from when they were in Sanity together. You know what I'm saying? It adds the big big hoss, if you will, to quote you, Mr. Moses Marquez, the big hoss to Imperium. And honestly, I don't I don't think Dane's going to join him, and if he did, I would feel bad for Drake, because it took them so long to get on the same page. Can you do it one more time? What, what, do, what do they get him? Oh, God, new entrance music? music and everything. Are <laughs> <laughs> you right joining there. Imperium? <laughs> yes. Bromai, oh, bromai. Um, at the start of the show on NXT, um, Kyle O'Reilly kind of developed a feud with Cameron Grimes, which was settled in the main event. My lord, no, 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 don't overshadow this. Who okay. in the fuck let Kyle just binge watch Jim Carrey? Because <laughs> fuck, man, I don't need you to try this hard, okay, to be a fucking promo. It was, it was hard to watch. Cameron Grimes saved this segment saved saved it yeah and of course and you, and you, you want to know how he saved it because it was he's just so fucking great he's just so great he's just like you know i gotta look for my opponent kyle's all looking around and you know what is he what what cameron grimes does unsolicited unsolicitedly offers his assistance as a goddamn the greatest manager i've ever fucking seen in 30 seconds as he's just like carnival ringing in people do you want to fight kyle o'reilly he'll take you on tonight do you want a piece He's just calling out every geek in the crowd, and then he sucker punches him. Like, you dweeb. This guy is the greatest freaking management you've ever had. Better than Ted DiBiase. It fucking, oh, that damn Ted DiBiase. <laughs> um, Kyle also got so some hard. shit for uh, kind of looking like Orange Cassidy. I don't really care about, like, he's Canadian. I already figured he was going to have the Canadian tuck. Well, no, he's not Canadian. He's like... Uh, Oh, isn't he Canadian? Who, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, Mike? 
I'm gonna go take over. I don't know, man. I don't give a damn if he's Canadian or not. I just like like Kyle O'Reilly for Kyle O'Reilly. Right? I don't know. He, he fucks around with a Canadian tuxedo is my gimmick, but I mean, is, who cares? He is, he is Canadian. Wait, he is Canadian. Yeah, he's well, from Delta Can Delta Canada. There you go. Canadian tuxedo. It's the it's the rig. It's not fucking Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Meanwhile, That's Orange Cassidy is from New Jersey. Thank you. Yeah. And the fact that I hated the fact that everybody was comparing him to it, and he's like, "Ooh, he's a dollar store Orange Cassidy." Shut the fuck up. Yeah, except Orange Cassidy never talked. Like he never talked for like yeah. ever, and then all of a sudden he would say stupid like one line chits. No, this was just a wannabe Jim Carrey, and he just so happened to wear a, can a Canadian tuxedo. Get over uh, it. Also, it wasn't the same color. So ten. Yes. You can't really call it double denim if it's not the same color. I'm Fact. just saying. Yeah. People just need to shut up. You know like, what I'm saying? They could fuck off, come back, fuck off again. Like Triple H didn't wear a denim jacket with sunglasses 20 mm -hmm. years ago. Oh my god! Well, and he had a t-shirt that's a, a denim jacket rules. with a leather jacket, kind of ripped. It, that was cool. He was attacking the Undertaker in the parking lot with that. That was the badass shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, 2001 Triple H was badass as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he made me like him. Self then, like fucking guy, and then 2003 happened. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I will have memories of how bad Scott Steiner was for two pay per views, but it ugh. gave us two badass songs and Trust Company falling apart and Evanescence bring me to life. That's yes. the only thing I want to remember. Every pay per view theme in 2003 kicked ass. Yes, nice. it did. Um, but the, the, the big topic. For the main event wasn't really Cameron Grimes or the Orange Cassidy apparent lookalike. It was O'Reilly kind of getting a little tease from Cross. Um, I mean, are, are right you guys down for this, or do you want to see the NXT main event seem freshen up? I mean, Kyle already lost both challenges against Balor. My point, here's my gimmick with this whole thing, because I was talking with Rob, uh, Rob Davis the whole time about this thing. It's like, I don't mind it. But my whole, if, if he's not going to win it, then don't do it. Yeah. You're, you're at a point right now where it's either you're going to push Kyle as a champion or he's just going to be a guy that flounders in the mid card. So, I mean, I would say just tease it because, like I said, unless, unless Cross is already just like, oh, hey, McMahon has to have you up there. You know, there's no reason of taking this thing off two weeks after he's won it. Yeah, I, I really want him to hold off on it because um, Kyle kind of needs to rub, but at the same time, I don't want to see Cross as a transitional champion when he didn't even have it for 24 hours the first time. Exactly. Oh, I mean, like, what's the next big pay-per-view after SummerSlam? Was that Survivor Series? Oh, yes. friggin' WrestleMania, Unforgiven, whatever. WrestleMania Backlash. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, after I know SummerSlam, we I think SummerSlam is the next, the next oh. big one, right? Yeah, then it's something else after that. I, well, then there's like Hell in a Cell around there, and then there's Survivor Series. So, or the Clash yeah, when, Champions. Whenever they end up doing like, whatever they do towards like September, October, if they decide they want to do like Halloween Havoc again, if Kyle O'Reilly is still, you know, in the main event title picture, and you want to have him and Cross go at it, finally you want to build that tension, you want to make a real fucking storyline out of shit, you want to build it forever, I'm down for that. But if he fucking gets it, if he... The only way this story makes sense is if Kyle wins the belt. Yeah. Stop having this dude lose. You're building dudes up to fucking lose, and it's annoying. 
that that's my thing too is because like you guys have been saying like i know if he's gonna go against him he's gonna lose because you don't want cross as a transitional champ it's gonna be good but it's like how many times are we gonna have good matches and then the dude loses thank which you that but also from a stance too i want to ask you guys because this was kind of a hot topic if you will on social media both putting up pictures of one another carrying cross and john cena mm. do it I want to see fucking John Cena just get thrown around like he did by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Cena is he's not fully, he's barely even part-time now, so he doesn't really have a problem putting people over. Uh, I also he's just, I, I make too many movies and they don't want me to get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> which is fair enough. I mean, he's paid his dues. Exactly. Um, I also apologize because Cross did hold it for more than 24 hours. I forget NXT is a couple of days after a takeover, so it was like three days. But the point, but the point is, the point is I don't want to watch this cat for a champ for four shows, and then we got a new champ. Like, yeah. is this guy not supposed to be a mainstay? Yeah, but I, I, I can definitely see Vince wanting him on the main roster just because he looks badass. But Vince this don't know nothing he about him. Looks the part, and he's got a hot lady. Yeah. There you go. Vince kind of turns well, into yeah, Randy. SummerSlam. Vince kind of turns into Randy Orton going to Triple H. Who's the bald guy with a blonde lady? <laughs> I really like the blonde lady. <laughs> but we that gotta was, bring up the big bold guy. That was the best part for Orton for me on Raw. Like we were talking about before Moses came on. It's just it's like, who's that blonde dude? <laughs> yeah. Who's the blonde kid wears no shoes? By working as a team, four people have the chance to become the knowledge champion. There's just one thing standing in their way. I am the current reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. The chase is on. Which of these was not the name of a WWE In Your House pay-per-view? Of the Dudley Boys trio in WWE, who is the oldest? Roderick Strong wrestled what future world champion at TNA Unbreakable 2005? Who did Brock Lesnar defeat to become 2002 King of the Ring? Which of these TNA slash Impact Championships was introduced first? I'm going to say the Legends Championship. Correct, Phoenix. Third ever two-time knowledge champion. I'll, I'll accept that. The Iron Bank has finally been successfully cashed in. Three-time knowledge champion, Mike Larkin. Question one. Are you ready for Mike Larkin? Max Wrestling presents Trivia Takeover 6 Mortal Conflict, June 24th. Go to matchwrestling.net slash takeover6 for more information. This is Max Wrestling, and if you prefer your podcast in audio form only, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox. I can't yell it as much this week, but CastBox. Aww. I know. I'm, I'm freaking stuffy and shit, and I don't want to lose my voice. So next week when oh. I'm feeling better, I'm going to cast Bizox your ass. Also, I guess Travis oh. is going to be a little bit rough listening to this, so you don't really want to yell down his ear. Hey, man, first and foremost, I love Mr. Travis the Walker Anderson. He's my broski. He's my freaking fellow Carolina Reaper. I'm bringing that back. I want to see him well. He had a good time. He's allowed to have a good time with everything that he's going through, so let him have his good time. We all need to have a good time in this thing that we call life, baby. Here's some motivation. I just love the fact that it was like the first time we have kids, not with been without kids, and immediately just get hammered drunk. I'm like, that's what all parents do. Yeah. <laughs> now, you see, Tony Khan pays Impact to plug AEW. 
well, we are much more generous than Impact because we give Bold Prediction Wrestling free publicity on the show every week. And that's one of the many things that makes Max Wrestling so much better. There's, right. there's other things which I'll get to in a moment. But first of all, sometimes we do get along, as you hopefully saw in the debut of Open Road this past week with Chad and myself in a little car journey. Hilarious. Wait, hold on. Stop talking about open road for a second. I gotta tell you something, man. It's not even open road anymore. It's just sorry, Mike, because y'all got some things to say about me. <laughs> Every time we turn around, so sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, classic, classic, though. Uh, and that was only part one. We did film a lot more, but it was so long I had to cut it into two parts. So uh, look out for part two in the coming days. And hopefully we got some more on the way soon. Uh, Phoenix shows up in part two, too, for like oh, hey, what are you three doing? minutes, <laughs> because <laughs> because I'll, a little spoiler, I, f- I thought I pressed record just before we got in into the back seat, but I didn't, so we were traveling down the road, and then Chad all of a sudden says, you know that's not recording, right? Ah, son <laughs> of a bitch. So. The max wrestling version of the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so rebellion predictions are this week, and this is a big one because we're up against that pissant show. Bold predictions on this, um, man. Here's up against. I'm going to say this right now because you're just going to get me all bowed up in my room. Well, Travis has bowed up. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get revved up. Is what's going to happen. I'm going to get revved up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. So when it comes to Ryan S and Ryan T, man, I'm watching R Square doing their thing. They got Ryan and Ryan coming up. You know what I'm saying with their debut show. I look at it from a stance, too. We got two dudes dressing up, looking like two dudes about to spike the punch at the prom. And I'm like, come on, man. They're talking about they got that drip, that Ric Flair drip, the R-squared drip. My goodness gracious, the two utes, you know if you what? will, just come. Every, every time you say Ryan and Ryan, I think of the, um, uh, what they called, Waldorf and Statler in Muppets Christmas Carol. We're Ryan yes, and Ryan. Yeah. They're probably, well, I mean, those two, I mean, they're still youngins, but they're probably sitting up in the balcony, <laughs> you know, doing what that Waldorf and Statler laugh. Yep. Oh, those youngins. Acting like, act like a bunch of little piss ants, man. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, then we got Chad over here with his bold predictions hat, looking like a goddamn FedEx driver, looking like he wants to come deliver me a package, and then the whole shebang there, you know what I'm saying? I even said it. You'll hear it, man. I said it in the chat. I'll say it here, looking like he's about to cut a goddamn fart. There I said a shark, you know what I'm saying? Getting all friggin', you know, with his face, calling me Brock Lesnar with a stupid face, getting all scrunched up, thinking he's hot shit when he ain't. Okay, well... Oh, man, and then here's the thing, too, that I gotta say about the fact that he thinks he's, you know, hot shit and stuff. I'm gonna say this right now. When it comes to Chad, Daz, I know you love you some Chinese food, and you can relate to this. When the I would bitch live goes... off Chinese food. All right. Well, so when Chad goes to get himself some Chinese when Chad, when Chad goes to get himself some Chinese, he orders off the poo-poo platter because he knows he's shit. <laughs> All right, well, let's clear a few things up then, shall we? This is a little video of how Bold Prediction is Max Wrestling Light. Horsemen are in town. 
So the subject of today is to go through the differences between match wrestling and bold predictions. So, let's begin, shall we? On this educational journey of wrestling podcasts. Now then. Number one. Actually, that's a little bit long. Number one. Match wrestling is hosted by a Wrexham native. Yours truly. Bold Prediction is hosted by a Wrexham native. Go figure. Point number two. Match Wrestling airs on Thursdays, because it's Thursday, and you know what that means. And we have done so for maybe two years at least. Before that we were on Saturday, then Sunday, then blah blah blah. But we air on Thursdays, everybody knows we air on Thursdays. You know what else airs on Thursdays? Or prediction. Huh? Yeah. They took Thursday too. <clears throat> now then. <clears throat> interesting point. Back in May of last year. Max Wrestling introduced the Predictions Championship. Beautiful isn't it? Uh-huh. Now do I really need to go over this one? Because it kind of speaks for itself. We have. The Predictions Championship. Bold Prediction. That's the name of their show that they came up with. Also have a Predictions Championship. You're welcome for the idea. Admittedly, Chad did give me a suggestion for the Predictions Championship, but we did it first. Now... Point number four. This is a good one. This is a real good one. The oldest championship on match wrestling is the Knowledge Championship. Look at that. It has been held by ten different reigns. I think about six different people. Maybe five. Mike Larkin, current Knowledge Champion, longest reigning Knowledge Champion, three-time Knowledge Champion. Phoenix is also a three-time Knowledge Champion. It originated in 2016 at Trivia Takeover. Little scoop that you found out on Open Road. Bold Prediction are coming up with a trivia-based championship called the Rivals Championship. Now that one was my idea. Knowledge. Mm -hmm. Five years ago. Point number five. Last year at Trivia Takeover, we introduced the Champions Chase, which is now an annual tradition. Basically, we ripped off the chase. You know what bold predictions did? They ripped off who wants to be a millionaire. Ripping off game shows, we invented that. Finally, Max Wrestling is the GOAT 
Chad blows goats. Actually, that, that one shouldn't be in there. Anyway, you see where I'm going with this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Bold Prediction introduced a promo championship. I wouldn't be surprised if we get Bold Mania. I wouldn't be surprised if you hire a hateful, abusive, egotistical, argumentative co-host that nobody wants to work with and you eventually have to kick him off the show. <clears throat> but I'll tell you one thing Max Wrestling has that Bold does not. Endorsements from these people. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. We covered everything. So, this Sunday, Rebellion, the Predictions Championship, comes home to Max Wrestling and stays in Max Wrestling. Then, double or nothing, next month, we take your Predictions Championship. You know why? Because the world is ours. Oh, and one more thing. Over to Mike. I am the current reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion, former promo champion, former King of the Mike winner, former promo climax winner, former Max Wrestling Predictions Champion, soon to be Max Wrestling World Champion, and soon to be Bold Predictions Predictions Champion. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about Ryan and Ryan, the members of the Chuckle Fuck Express. Chuckle, 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 choo, choo. And I'm talking about that FedEx driver, Chad. Oh, Mr. Larkin, sir, you have a package today. Well, thank you. Now bugger off and Oliver twist your ass out of here. Myself and Max have been in the game for six years while you boys have been tinkering your equipment for months. I'm Mr. Beauty Strength of Dominance, Max Wrestling Rising of Prominence. Y'all a bunch of bitches, asses chapped, pissing your pants over and over again. You a bunch of boys, we a bunch of men. I'm the podcast machine. We got the Walker, the Talker, Luke Sky High Walker. Because we a bunch of stars in this Thursday Night Wars. Travis Anderson, Moses Marquez, 
Mike Larkin. And leading the way, Double D, Dazzy Dangerously. If you want to use Max as a stepping stone, you better step hard. Bow down to greatness. So you can thank Impact for having a pay-per-view this week because it meant we didn't spend as much time as we normally do going through Raw. Thank you, Impact. Ooh. Thank you so much. Right then, eight matches for Rebellion, and it's all on the line because we want to take our predictions title back. Uh, <clears throat> well, we, we, we still got two hands on it, you know. Yeah, come on now. Okay, first up, let's go with Fire and Flavor defending the knockouts tag team titles against Jordan Grace and TBD because she's lost her tag team partner, Jazz. Hmm. Who can TBD be? Who's a free agent right now? Chelsea. Yeah, okay, I'm just kidding. I mean, you say Chelsea Green, but she surely has a no-compete clause. Uh, you know who it is? It's Eva Lee. No, I'm playing. It's Eva. So- <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible, sir. But I that, woman. that woman. Oh, my God. She doesn't understand why she's the problem. Like, that girl, seriously, and I, I don't mean to stigmatize mental health because we all got it. We all deal with it. But that girl legit has issues. She legit has issues. Mm-hmm. I love how you say she's all. it's all about herself. I was like, hey, I know somebody else that was like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, when it comes to Jordan Grace, you know what I mean? yeah. So when it comes to uh, Jordan Grace and her mystery partner, I'm trying to think. Like you said, who are some of the yeah, Kim would be cool. That would be for the nostalgia and the retro aspect. That'd be cool. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm hearing more and more buzzes of her leaving, going to WWE. Yeah, please, Jordan? don't do it, Jordan. Don't do it, Jordan. Yeah, don't do well, it. I know why you don't want her to go, man. After that, I sent you that that God is a woman post that she did, and you saw all that thickness. No, I don't want. Well, to... Trust me, I like that follow the Instagram. I don't want her to go because she'll be jobbing to Dana Brooke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no idea who this TBD could be. Taylor Wilde. Oh yeah, we've been talking about Taylor yeah. Wilde coming back. That'd be good too. So. How many chances has Jordan Grace and Jazz had at the knockout tag team town? Surely Jordan Grace has to win this time. I don't know, man. I love the continuity of that, too, if it is Taylor Wilde, because her and Sarita were the first ever knockout tag team champions. This is true. I always forget Sarita had a different tag team partner. Well, this is before her and Rosita, a.k.a. it's in a bigger tag team. Uh, I'm, I, I, I gotta go with Jordan and TBD. I mean, Fire and Flavor have had a good run. You're not wrong. But I just, I'm with you. It's it's like the EO thing all over again. Yes. <laughs> it's like when you think it's time for her to finally win it, we're gonna get fucked. Um, God damn it. Fuck it. I'm going down with the ship with Dads. Let's do this. Right. Yeah, Jordan Grace and TBD. Mike? So, I mean, if we have Taylor Wilde come in with Jordan Grace as her tag team partner, I could see Taylor Wilde taking the pin to help these young whippersnappers, these youngins, and Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steele's 
Fire and Flavor, who've been absolutely killing it, really established them as the team to beat. So, Mike, much like Travis, the Walker Anderson is probably going to pick this team as well. I will also be on Team Travis with this one because I do enjoy them as well. I am going to say Fire and Flavor retain those tag team championships. Okay, when is Jordan Grace's contract actually up? I think in the like a couple of months, like oh, the summer. Okay, then. Uh, that kind of changes things. You want to switch that right, right up there, Death Dangerously? <laughs> and Moses? I don't know, because like Moses said, it's like the Eosh thing. I'm finally going to pick Fire and Flavor and they'll fucking lose. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's too iffy for me. But I mean, my whole gimmick is like, is, is a fucking tag title really going to convince you to fucking not go? Yeah. Like, be honest not. with me. Yeah, like, maybe like a knockouts title reign? Okay, yeah, I'll hang out. See, there should be a I mean, website where you can go to where you can see exactly when somebody's contract expires. God damn you, Dave Meltzer, just start posting this shit. <laughs> okay, so her contract looks to be done in May. Okay, yeah, I'm oh, switching fantastic. to Fire and Flavor. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, hold on, let me go back to that. This because uh, we got to laugh about this. All right, so at the latest with SC Scoops, if you will, so the first paragraph of the interview is about Jordan Grace on how she signed with Impact, Scott Steiner backlash. Jordan Grace then admitted that she honestly has no idea what will happen when her contract with the company expires and everything on the situation. So she said, my contract with Impact is up in May. I have no idea. I can't foresee the future, and who knows who's going to offer me something. I'm going to stay here. I truly have no idea. Yeah, fire and flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Thank you, that thank was a you. quick switch, gentlemen. Thank you, SC Scoops, for well, saving bro, my ass. Tell me that you got a fucking month left on your contract, and again, it's fucking tag titles. The women's tag titles are not exactly, like, enticing to me. I mean, unless she's going to sign something soon, I don't I, It's fine. I'll, I'll take that L if it ends up being that case. Yeah, I mean, people tend not to resign with Impact when their contract expires. Mm-hmm. Go test the voters. I am case in point, Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. What oh, yeah, is with the guy Ethan... just fucking hit dynamite all of a sudden. Yeah. What is with Ethan Page, man? He leaves Impact and goes from teaming with Josh Alexander in the North, which was amazing. And now he's with Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. And that, that karate man stuff really sucked. I don't know. Karate <laughs> man. Okay. Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack versus the Hollywood Dudes, Violent by Design, <laughs> um, Mickey Rourke, Christian Bale, uh, who else we got? Woody Harrelson, Rhino. and <laughs> Steven Seagal. Did you just make Rhino Steven Seagal? Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I can't look at Steven Seagal the same now. No, no, I can look at him in the, in the greatest new light ever. I hate you both for that. Oh my god, I'm gonna start laughing about that. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, look at, looking at this one. Um, James Storm really hasn't had that many wins since he came back. Mm-hmm. Like he's teamed with Saban a few times, and they keep losing, um, particularly to Violent by Design. So. I don't think anybody's contract is coming up in this one, so I think I'm going to no. stick with my gut and go Violent by Design taking an L for once. 
Yeah, it's necessary. James Storm is. I thought this guy was like a staple in Impact Wrestling. He's just fucking losing. So yeah, get this guy a W. Mike, I will go with Team Saban. Hail Saban. Hail Saban. Whoa. That was his theme, man, back in the day. Hail Saban, man. He had yeah. the Future Shock in it. That's the thing about him. He goes from X Division. The only thing I will say about Chris Saban's run in Impact that I still will forget is the fact that he beat Bully Ray for the title and the fact that the rain lasted three weeks and it was the absolute drizzle and shits. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. Well, that sucks. That was so bad. And then he was then he was feuding with Velvet Sky as a heel, his own damn girlfriend. And then he brought in the woman who would become freaking become what's her face? Jazzy Gabbard in NXT UK. And oh my god, that was a brief run for Jazzy Gabbard in NXT. Ain't it funny that he dropped the TNA title to Bully Ray and Velvet Sky? Yeah. That they did. Okay, this one I'm fairly more confident with. Uh, Ace Austin defending the X Division title against Josh Alexander and TJP. It's another triple threat match. Remember when Hulk Hogan came in and they made all X Division matches triple threats? Yes. It's kind of like they've done that again. (laughs) But um, Hogan's back. We've gone back to, what, 2012, 2013 with that? Oh, boy. Yeah, 2010. Maybe. Yeah, well, that's when they brought in, like, well, when um, Tony Nese wrestled there in one of the triple threats, they brought in Trent Beretta, but he wrestled under his real name of Greg, whatever the hell his last name is pronounced. And it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, you brought a lot of people in back for that. They brought Jimmy Wang Yang back for that. you got to say his name right, Mike. What? Trent? Yeah, Trent? Trent? There's, a, there's a question mark on Trent. With Trent? upward inflection? <laughs> yes. I'm Ron Burgundy? There you go. I, or as I call it, the Bella inflection. Like, damn it. Who put a freaking uh, question mark on the teleprompter? He reads everything on the teleprompter. <laughs> that reminds me. How could you say that wrong with your poop? Your poop? Your poop mouth? Uh, your poop mouth? Um, I'm pretty confident in an Ace Austin retain. He hasn't been champion again for that long. Um, but I do see them pushing Josh Alexander a little bit more in the future. There's a guy who's fucking blind going into this goddamn product. Um, I always want to go with like a um, a champion to retain, but when when there's a nerd like TJP in there that I know that they use to money grab people, it makes me lean that way. <laughs> But I mean, Ace Austin hasn't had the belt for a while. hasn't had it too long. I feel like the only real title that might change is going to be the main event title. So, yeah, no, Ace returns, retains, returns, retains. Well, we're definitely going to change in the main event, either way. Um, Mike. Oh yeah. I gotta go, Ace Austin, man. He looks like something like a ripoff of Now You See It, doing his magic tricks, the whole nine, man. So I gotta go with Ace Austin to retain. He's gonna hit him with the uh, one true Ace, man. That that rolling a. Uh, that freaking running blockbuster that he does that I love, you know, the fold that I think is absolutely sweet. So I gotta go with Ace Austin. Yeah. Hey, we're doing we're doing very well so far. All uh, the same predictions, and then Travis is gonna come in after the show and change them all up. I, first of all, I don't like I don't like TJP, so I don't want to see TJP win. I like Josh <laughs> Alexander, but I think it's too soon. No, you know why I yes, hate TJP. I, I know what I'm saying. Ah, like, you know what I'm saying? He just is just, he he infuriates me too with his Filipino ass. So, yeah. All right. Matt Cardona versus Brian Myers. Oh, my boys. Fucking hell. My boys. (laughs) 
I just had this conversation with Dickie Rods on the latest on the mic with Mike. I'll plug that later in the show. But God dang, man, as someone who's worked with them, friggin' Myers and Matthews coming out for the Backstreet Boys, it's got to be you being managed by Prince Charles. Years later, starting at the Deer Park Community Center in 2003, we on Impact finally getting a one-on-one between these two. I am excited for Brian Myers and um, Matt Cardona. Do I hate the story? Yes. Do I like that they're wrestling each other? Yes. So, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, who's your pick? <laughs> I was like, yeah, same thing. What the fuck, bro? It, it paid to me because I like both of them, man. You got Brian Myers, the Prince of Queens, you know what I'm saying? And then we got friggin' Matt Cardona over here. Oh, if I had to pick just because Brian Myers has been getting the better of him, I think it's finally time that Cardona gets the dub over Brian Myers. So I'm going to go with always ready. Matt Cardona, have you some Corona? My Sharona. I'm going with Cardona. Well, don't have some Corona. <laughs> you know what Corona I'm talking about, not that, that you know Corona. That, that was almost like a pre-show moment where um, Kayla asks JBL for his opinion, and he goes off on a tangent. And, okay, so who do you pick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is true, man. When you get so hyped with seeing your boys from the L.I. doing the damn thing. And just like I said, for those guys have been working their butts off. I was there at the final NYWC show before they got, you know, but, but when they signed with WWE before they came onto TV as the Major Brothers. Like, NYWC put together this amazing tribute video. I got to send it to you guys. It's actually really cool. So, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. Got to go I, up to Long Island. I have a very good reason for picking Mark Cardona, and it's got nothing to do with the storyline. <laughs> Is it Chelsea Green? Uh, no. Well, kind of. Is so, Is it the pool, bro? Is it the pool, bro? I think Vince Russo was really having a good time celebrating 420 the other day because he seems to think Chelsea Green got fired because Matt Cardona wouldn't let WWE use his pool. Uh, 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 <laughs> wow. Okay, like, I started to laugh, and then, like, the reality snapped. I beg your pardon? Like, what the fuck? Dude, Vince Russo, just fuck the hell off, pal. Like, why are you still relevant in the wrestling world? Go to hell, bro. Go to hell. Like, no, I'm not even going to satisfy the bro. Like, fuck out of here. You fucking dweeb. Yeah. So, just for that amazing story, I'm picking Mark Cardona. If this... I mean, that's a hell of a reason to pick somebody. But... I, I, I had to double-check that it wasn't on kayfabe news. Uh, I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> this guy's, like, on and off been in, on Impact, or has he, like, been, like, a mainstay? He's been a mainstay, pretty okay. much. Because I, I remember, the, like, the last time I really remember him, we were, like, fighting for a contract for him or something like that. I think somebody was. Wait, that was Heath Slater. Oh, well, pff, see... Fucking yeah, tells I mean, you how he, much I remember about Impact. He's got his contract. He just can't work until he's cleared. Ah, I see. Okay. Um. Well, then, yeah, I'm going to go with the fucking Chelsea Green factor. I mean, hell, might as well bring her fucking back because they, they didn't use her in WWE, and they, they got a hell of a lot of use out of her in, in Impact. And, hell, that might be Homegirl's fucking tag partner. Mm. Now that I think about it. I, I, I still no. think there's a no-compete clause for, like, 60 there 90 is. days. Oh, man, there fuck is. that shit. Show up and do your thing. 
what they what are they going to do? They're going to take your fucking one week paycheck. She has apparently filed for trademarks for Chelsea Green and Hot Mess, so I think it's Smart pretty safe girl. to say she's coming back to uh, Impact. Smart girl. Uh, fuck it. Give me a Matt Cardona win. You never know, like it. Uh, Brian Myers makes me mad anyway. Yeah. Why does Brian Myers make you mad? He just did. Uh, you're in my company. I just remember him from the Grim days, and I was like, ah, you're such a dick. <laughs> you mean Grimm's Toy Show days? Yeah, I still fucking watch that thing. <laughs> I love you for that, man. When they were going at Creative Pro, Bronson was in that, a young MJF. Moses Marquez, mm-hmm. I have a new appreciation for your YouTube love, brother. Okay, can I just be real honest and, like, the no judgmental here? That is the first, like, wrestling YouTube dude I found, and then I got embarrassed because I was like, dude, you're a fucking toy guy. <laughs> and then true. I was like, what's the deal with these fucking toys? And then I was like, eh. and then he fucking bought a ring, and I was like, you could buy a ring? <laughs> and then, like, yeah, my life took got taken over. Nah, see, Moses has a taste. The only problem that I have with Grimm, and I think he does a great job with this channel, is that son of a bitch is from New Jersey. He is from the human cesspool that is New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, uh-uh, I can't fuck Jay-Z? with him as a New York. Yep, as a New Yorker, I can't mess with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from the E-I-E-I-O, what's popping tonight. I'm a sucker for corn rolls and manicured toes. What? Nelly country grammar. When it comes to E-I-E Iceland, man, you are in God's country. Much like I am in the secondary God's country in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I am like Denzel Washington in training day. They put out the dubs for me. Boom. Next match. All right, next match. Mike, give me this one. Trey Miguel, Sammy Callahan, last man standing. Can I just say, we got Mini Cody coming out here doing his damn thing with blonde hair, just doing like you just don't care. And if you hate New York and you're down with Manchester, somebody say, oh, yeah, I feel like Spanky McScrell straping his dog, John Cena, 2003. I digress. When it comes to Trey Miguel, you know what I'm saying? He's doing his solo thing. He's going against Sammy Callahan. They got their thang thang going on. But if I had to pick between the two, I think it's going to be a good match. I got to go with Sammy Callahan. Give him that pile driver. Give him that cactus special. Dude is down for the 10 count. Sammy Callahan gets the dub. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no redemption for Mini Cody. Nah, no. fuck Mini Cody, man. Well, you see this is last man standing? Yes. Yes. Oh, God. That poor fucking Trey Miguel is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys want to go see a dead body? <laughs> okay. Just turn on impact. <laughs> Mr. Boys in the hood over there. Dazzy dangerously taking it back to 91. I see you, bro. I see you. Back. Yeah. Anytime there's Sammy Callahan involving weapons, like, I feel he's going to win. Yeah. So I'm going to go with any hit. I'm going to go with fucking. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. Yeah, I think that's a full house for Sammy Callahan on this one. Uh, and here's the thing, I don't, hate, I don't hate Trey Miguel. It's just every time he gets mad, I'm like, dude, you are a small little nugget. Not the good nugget like Owen Hart, but you are a small little nugget. Yeah, and I, I can kind of see him doing a thing. Obviously, this whole thing has been about Trey Miguel not apparently having enough passion. So I can see Sammy Callahan kind of rubbing it in his face that he couldn't get to his feet because he got no passion. And it continues to and then what you could do is you could continue that until Slammiversary, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what we got now? Finn Juice versus the Good Brothers rematch for the Impact World titles. I kind of feel like Finn Juice have served their purpose now. Um, mm-hmm. It was basically to get the Impact World Tag Team titles in Japan, but uh, I can see them dropping them back now. Yep. 
as you see, the elite is full full force. They're back. It's time to to give them all the gold again and make this the American version of how they were in the Bullet Club. Yeah, especially if the main event goes the way I may we maybe think it's gonna go. Uh, Mike. Oh man, it's one of those things too. It's like uh, going back to Brian Myers. It's like when they had that terrible GFW invasion, <laughs> and you had him and really what? Oh, the GFW invasion. I know, it's when him and Trevor Lee won the tag titles beating the Wolves and then they lost it like a week or two later. I look at it from a stance too, like Finn Juice, they, you guys said, served the purpose. They got it over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think it's going to be a great tag bout, but I see the Good Brothers getting it back. Magic Killer, one, two, three, new tag champs. Yeah. Um, that leaves us with two matches. Now, this one I'm a little bit torn on. Diona Perrazzo defending the knockouts title against Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K. Which I think this is the first time like they've ever crossed paths. I mean, I would say Women of Honor when they were in Ring of Honor together, but I don't think it ever happened. I think this is the first time ever we're going to see these two wrestle. They might have wrestled on Independent, but I don't remember. Uh, yeah, no idea. Um, so Diona is pretty much a force to be reckoned with in Impact. She's run over everybody. But there's a little part of me that thinks maybe they're giving a rub to Tennille. At the same time, this is heel versus heel, so I don't know. Um, I'm leaning more towards Diana because I just don't know who the hell's going to take the title off her. I'm with you, but then at the same time, it's like she's had this thing for a hot minute. Yeah, so... so... Well, she beat um, um she beat what's her face back. She beat Sue Young back. She's a two time knockout champ. Yeah, she's had it mm. on and off for almost a year now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But she's killing it. She is. There's no denying this. Hmm. Mm, yeah, she'll retain. Fuck. I really like I really wanted to think that it's like, you know, time to just give it over to Tennille Dashwood. This is time to get the rub. Help build the star, you know, the whole gimmick. But it's like, eh, I think she's established enough in Impact. So, fuck it. She don't have to win now. She can win later. Yeah, they, they kind of have to take Tennille a little bit more seriously to put a title on her because she's kind of, her head's a little spacey when you see her on Impact. Ah, to put I it see. lightly. Uh, Mike? Well, my biggest thing, though, is just, like, I think because they've built her up to be that, like, unbeatable, like, woman. It's going to take somebody, you know, of a, a an upper echelon, you know, kind of competitor, if you will, if I want to get in the sports realm, you know, to beat her. So it's going to take somebody that's, I'm thinking, probably going to be new or returning. Yeah. Hot, Chelsea Green. Hot there mess. you go. I'm all over. Mike, do you concur? Well, I concur with what he was saying. That has to be an upper echelon talent. I mean, you have someone with such stature and the staple that is Deanna Barrazzo building her up. She's the virtuosa. So I got to say, whether it be an armbar, whether it be a Cosa Nostra, whether it be the Queen's Gambit, I see Deanna Barrazzo taking the dub and retaining that knockout championship over to Neil Dash with Deanna Barrazzo. Okay, it is still a full house all the way through. Um, this brings us to the main event, title for title, Rich Swan. Defending the Impact title, Kenny Bagat Omega defending the world title. Uh, okay. It 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 feels big. I mean, it is big. It's you know two world titles from different companies up against each other. Mm-hmm. Has this ever happened before? Yes. 
I mean, not counting WCW because WWE obviously bought them. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, WCW and in New Japan. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, Rick Flair, Rick Flair, and um, uh, uh, fucking uh, not Anoki. Um, no, I want to say him and no. Oh my lord! Uh, it's it was either it was a uh, it's like early early nineties. It's like ninety one, ninety two, something like that. And it was the WCW title against the New Japan title, and the, he actually lost it and then went back and won it back. Nice. Okay. Who was that fucking against? It's gonna rack my brain. <laughs> a nice little bit of retro. Okay. Well, while we're thinking, Mike, uh, who's your pick? Oh, Got it. Hold on. Is it the uh, it's the Super Show one from '91, right? I believe so. Right, let me go to the. Uh, oh, Tatsu. He got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Tatsumi Fujinami. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. It was. Yeah. There you go. It was Fujinami. But was it? But I don't think that was. Was that title? Yeah, it was because it was the NWA title at the time. Okay. Yeah. Remember he got. Remember he got inducted in 2015 by Flair, and he's now like an ambassador for WWE in Japan. That's right. Yeah. Um, we're also saying has this ever happened before? We're forgetting about Impact and GFW, but we're not really counting that either because it was the drizzling no. shit. Talking real wrestling. Yeah. No. We're talking about a real company. Yeah, it's not like in GFW when they had friggin' Christina Von Erie come in with the GFW women's title, wins a match, and then loses it to Sienna right away. No, we're not talking about that. Well, okay. If you if you want to get technical and continue to the, the retrospect of the retro, um, <laughs> there was plenty of it. Back in the early, uh, actually, back in the late '80s, like I believe it was like Kerry Von Erich. Uh, he had, fuck, I want to say it was, uh, I think he was actually NWA champion at one point. He went and took on Jerry Lawler for oh. the AWA championship. Yes, I think that one ended up going to a 60-minute draw. No, 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 it was a ref stoppage because fucking goddamn uh, Kerry Von Erich just started fucking bleeding like a son of a gun. <laughs> And I'm just like, let him fight, you son of a bitch. The whole rest of that show sucked, by the way. Speaking of Carrie Von Eric, who's the blonde kid wears no shoes? He's got that <laughs> Carrie Von Oh, I mean, right, right. <laughs> All right. The odds would say, logic would say, Kenny Omega re- um, retains the world the AEW title and wins the Impact title. Mm-hmm. But is there a slim chance of Rich Swan winning? I say nope. fuck no. I literally because I feel like this is the this is what we wanted. Like if, if if take New Japan or take everything right now and go back to 2016. This is everything we wanted. We wanted Kenny and the Bullet Club to run the wrestling world. We wanted them to be WWE champion, Impact champion, GCW champion. Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, what the, the, the PWG champion? Fucking, who else can we think of? They, they wanted every belt, and they wanted to be the Ultimo Dragons of the professional wrestling world. Every single one of the fuckers. And now is the time to really do it, and you're gonna do it here in the states because you're gonna get Impact involved. When AAA is able to run shows again, they're gonna get back involved. You know, there's other promotions. Maybe fucking PWG comes back. Maybe they get a fucking spot in now. Maybe all of a sudden, you know, Excalibur's a heel dude. You know, there's so many possibilities to this, but it has to start now. I, I do think it would kind of be funny, though, if everybody in the Elite had belts except for Kenny Omega. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It would be fun. I mean, Omega showing up on Dynamite with the Impact World title would be great. 
Absolutely. And then I kind of kind of want to see Moose show up on Dynamite. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I want. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love Rich Swan, but like, dude, that's what I want right there. I want Moose versus Kenny Omega. I want a big old Haas motherfucker from Impact coming into uh, AEW, not some fucking dweeb. Yeah, I pulled the Russo. Yeah. Also, I mean, I've said, I'm pretty sure I've said before, Swan's reign has been okay. But it's been lackluster. Yeah, nothing really special. I ain't writing home about it. All right, Mike, full house for Omega. Oh yeah, I hear the battle cry, man. <laughs> I look at it also from a stance. I look at it from a stance too, man. We're gonna get a good bout here, but I don't. I think Rich Swan's gonna have some hope spots. I think he's gonna come close, but something's gonna happen. And Kenny, by God, Omega. I hate Don Callis. Kenny, by God, Omega wins. All right, so. Mm-hmm. All three of us have the same predictions for Rebellion. So, Travis, when you listen to this, don't you dare change one of them. <laughs> don't you fucking oh, dare. We're, we're reunited, you son of a bitch. We made some good picks, and I made you guys change your stats on uh, Jordan Grace because yes. of the fact that her contract expires in a month. She, she had it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Rebellion. Um, it is now time for the segment where we share some baffling IWC posts with you. This is shit marks say. It's still real to me, damn it! First one up is <clears throat> EST used that hair and beat Sasha Banks. That referee refused to DQ that match because that hair is a weapon. <laughs> Was that person speaking Ebonics? I believe so. Um, but, okay. Yes, the hair is a weapon, but I'm pretty sure any woman in wrestling can use their hair as a weapon. So that is very true. I mean, they pull it. Yeah, and they'll get in trouble for it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, technically, it's not really a weapon because it's part of the body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so somebody posted um, that Seth Rollins is ten times the wrestler Roman Reigns is. The comments, the comments are as follows. First of all, there's a comparison between Roman and Seth. Uh, Roman, 417 matches. Seth Rollins, 474. Roman's got more wins. Seth's got more losses. Blah, blah, blah. With the caption, with this, how is Seth better than Roman Reigns? Next comment. Someone who lost at WrestleMania is better than Roman Reigns. Who pinned two guys at the same time? Just hear yourself. And then, of course, I come in with... He said better wrestler, not better book to win all the time. Thank you. <laughs> I was just uh, waiting for something to just like spark <laughs> that. I was like, are you kidding me, you fucks? My God, that took a friggin' right left turn. Jesus. Yes. It ain't all about winning and losing. Uh-uh. Not anymore, at least. No. Um, like, I love, again, we mentioned the Stone Cold documentary earlier. I loved it when he was talking about the Brock Lesnar situation. And he was like, I'll put over any motherfucker as long as it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That's his he stance. That's always his stance. By the but way, it he makes must... sense for him to put over a fucking dude on a fucking televised show. He's just like, well, why not save it for pay-per-view? Yep. Yep. Because he's a businessman. He understands the business. 
Absolutely. By the way, Mr. Jesse Dangerously, I see you tweeting Sam Roberts. And he liked it. Yes. Uh, somebody please, if you find that episode, we we need it. Uh, I, I found it on Mixcloud, but it won't play. It, the file just won't open. Yep. So, if anybody has episode 224 of Stone Cold Unleashed with Sam fucking Roberts, we, we need it. I'm going to have to look this up. One of the best clips of also with Stone Cold was him talking about going to a vegan restaurant, which is the absolutely most hilarious thing ever with his wife. He's like, I don't give a fucking shit about this goddamn vegan restaurant. And then at the end, <laughs> and, then, and then at the end, he goes, hey, guys, anything for a blowjob? And I'm like, all right, going to vegan restaurants so he could get a BJ. All right. I see how yeah, it goes. Boy. Stone Cold. Good boy. Stone Cold, good. he knows how the it game is played. There you go. <laughs> he gets it. Trying to get a world-class blowjob from oh, Mrs. Boy. fucking Austin. <laughs> Good guy, Steve. Now then, uh, don't miss our next special event on June 24th. It is Promo Mania Trivia Takeover. I mean, Trivia Takeover 6, Mortal Conflict. It's the return of the Champions Chase match as a team of four challengers, including Alex Dorio, LJ, Moses, and Bold Predictions Chad, take on the Knowledge Champion Mike, who actually, Mike, in two days' time will have held the Knowledge Championship for a combined 1,000 days. Oh my goodness gracious, baby! I mean, you, I'm looking my- you, did, yeah. you didn't have much to tally it up to 1,000 after the second reign. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I feel like T-Pain and his T-Mix boot up. How many songs can you make about a booty like a thousand? I got a thousand raids combined, man, but a thousand days, excuse me. But goddamn, man, I look at it from a stance, too. I got Moses up in the mix. I got Ella J, who went toe-to-toe with me at the end of the Iron Bank last year. I got Alex Dorio, man, hopefully. Yep. me Because, you know what I'm saying, he's got that knowledge. And then we also got Chad. Who, by the way, let me say something about Chad. When it comes to knowledge and trivia, man, I'm just saying, you know, you and Moses at the Iron Bank, first two eliminated. So what makes you think you can stand toe-to-toe with me? Hey, hey, V, but I look forward to the challenge. And I ain't no Brock Lesnar, you know what I'm saying? I put it on the big lights. <laughs> the bright lights, the big city. I feel like CeeLo Green. But God dang, man, I've been defending this nine times. You even chimed in Dazzy Dangerously nine times a year. So stop your press. Uh, plus, the Phoenix has two titles to defend as he puts the promo championship on the line in Phoenix versus Marquez Chapter 3. Yeah, boy. And Moni Lin is his challenger for the world championship. Can she become the fourth woman to win a Max Wrestling Championship? We shall see on June 24th. Go to maxwrestling.net slash takeover6 for more information. And I'm going to let you on a little secret, Mike, too. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix was contemplating challenging you for the knowledge title this week so that you wouldn't make it to a thousand days, but I, I guess he fell asleep and, you know, <laughs> he never got round to it. <laughs> do I have to wait, like, do I have to wait uh, three weeks before he comes back? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm just going to wait till trivia take over. Phoenix can just go to sleep. He could stay asleep. He could be, you know what he could do? Let me tell you about that skinny little shit with wings. When it comes to the <laughs> 
when it comes to the Phoenix, just focus on your promo title and world title, Phoenix, all right? We've done this chapter so many times. We've done this dance so many times. Let me have some fresh competition. Let me enjoy my reign. I didn't cash in on you on your birthday. I was very nice. So do the same. Be cordial, you son of a bitch. You do, do have some fresh competition. You haven't actually gone one-on-one with Chad before. No, I have not. I kind of I will have... at some points during the champion's chase. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. And I like the fact that Moses and I get to do our thing back in the knowledge realm before we eventually do our promo bout. And yeah. Ella J and I have some history. And Alex Dorio is also very fresh. And I like Alex. So it's going to be good. Uh, I like you all. I like every one of right. them. For those that have like followed this forever, that's exactly where Mike and I started was in the knowledge realm. Yes. Yes, sir. And I love that. Um, and also the fact that – and well, hold on, man. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm on a roll. Sorry, Dazzy Dangerously, but I'm on a roll. Hey, at least you apologize for cutting people off. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm a very, I'm a very polite young man, except for that skinny little shit with Wings Phoenix. That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> Comes up on this show. Well, let me tell you something about him, man, because you guys were talking about, you know, Travis being drunk. When let me tell you something about Phoenix again. 2017. I remind him all the time. Coming on the show. It's noon. You know what I'm saying? I'm just getting up, waking my ass up to put on a world class fucking podcast with you gentlemen. And then all of a sudden, this son of a gun, he's coming home from work. He's drunk as a skunk doing his thing. And I felt like I wasn't even on a podcast. I felt like I was at the AA meeting because Phoenix kept saying, I swear I don't have a problem. I'm like, son, this is a podcast, not a goddamn AA meeting. We're alive, pal. No. <laughs> Why, pal? Uh, um, so, we've cut it a little bit fine with, uh, obviously we have to do big predictions, so we may have to skim through AEW, but anyway, this, there's some good points to talk about. So, first of all, we're uh, two weeks away from Blood and Guts, as both mm-hmm. the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle fired their shots this week. Um... Again, hell of a promo from MJF. Hell of a promo yep. from Chris Jericho. It, it's just gold. You MJF was ten Jericho. times better though. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I when I when I first, I had to rewatch that whole thing because it was so damn good. The energy, the enthusiasm, just the whole. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm a mark. And then that not for you. Switched. Like I popped so hard. That oh, switch so that he flipped when he just started yelling. Oh, if he like I said the thing. That, the thing that kills me is he's a fucking kid. He's a fucking kid. And he's out here just blowing people away. We, we, we. Ridiculous. Even heard Wardlow speak, and he spoke the fact, too. You know, Jericho, good promo. Not as good as Maxwell here, but good. I mean, yeah, and even Wardlow didn't sound too bad. I mean, I didn't expect him to sound like, you know, like fucking MJF. I didn't expect him to be the, you know, the giant version of Ric Flair or anything. But he, he definitely held his own. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, FTR are just sitting there in silence. <laughs> I mean, fucking Dax is all like just <laughs> his like just shaking his head and just reacting to everything. I was like, all right, that's funny. Uh, th- I just had one thing to MJF promo. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So as a fellow Long Islander, that's us. And as you've seen in my promos, we like to yell. So I mean, I can attest to that when it comes to Maxwell Jacob Friedman. <laughs> We like to yell. It's like he Long Islanders. They're very passionate people, so I felt everything that he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening match, though, we had Hangman get a win over Rookie Starks. Uh, Good one. But then Taz comes in with, Hangman! Adam! Adam! <laughs> Hangman! Hangman, I'm talking to you! 
it was fucking like Stewie. <laughs> yes. Fucking family guy. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I Hangman was ribbing him, or what the fuck was going on? Hangman, but he's just like, I'm over here, dummy. So he stops yelling. <laughs> oh my like, god, Mom, mommy, 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 what? Hi. Yeah, fucking a right. I I would have lolled if Taz had done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then fucking goddamn Hook with this, uh, like, okay, so like, good, good, you know, work chop block. But then he just starts stiffing the fuck out of goddamn Hangman. Yeah. He just starts stomping him and then throwing like one stiff ass fucking forearm. And then I was like, "Yeah, you deserve that boot to the face, kid." I mean, Hangman was probably intoxicated, so he didn't feel it as much. But dude, everybody was. <laughs> everybody was. I love. Okay, I love AEW. I swear I do. But I feel like AEW is the place where wrestlers are wrestlers, and so they show up and they're hanging out, and before you know it, they're drinking. And then remember, oh shit, we got a show to do. <laughs> shit. And then they still go out there and do great shit. Put down the white claw and the burger. <laughs> the white claw burger. <laughs> um, we then got Penta versus Trent, which got a little personal when translator Alex uh, Alahentes taunts yes. Trent, uh, allowing Penta to hit the package power driver for the win. Orange Cassidy Damn, also eats a super kick. Because he tried to make the save, but... Sweatpants. Yeah. I really like this. I felt like this was a... Uh, like a PWG match, even. Like, it was... A, that's how good it was to me. Like, they just... They didn't really hold back. Trent looked awesome. Oh, shit. I mean, Trent looked awesome. Um, and, and I'm fucking loving Alex with, with Pentagon. Like, the dude shouldn't have a personality, but he does. And it's over the top. And I fucking love it. Yeah, I love how he waited till mid-match to translate what Penta said before the match. <laughs> it was the best. He's just like, he just wanted to let you know that, that you suck, and and your mom sucks too. And I was like, oh shit, you're fucked up. And JR was like, oh, why did he do that for? That was with JR. <laughs> He's a southern boy, he knows that. you don't talk about a man's mama. Let me just say the thing about that. Trent? Let me say something about Trent. As, as as his mother's name is Sue, and well, you know. Yes. If you talk about any mama's name, Sue, how do you do Johnny Cash? There will be war, and I might have to smack a bitch. So, I mean, Trent Beretta. Hey. Trent? I get it. Right. Yeah, don't be talking Trent about Sue. What'd you do that for? Mm-mm. <laughs> don't do it. I love it when JR makes calls like that. It was kind of like when MJF um, kicked Cody in the jewels, and he's like, oh, you son of a bitch, why'd you do that? I love that. The natural reactions of JR. That is the one thing that I don't think uh, many other commentators have these days. Yeah. To actually let out your natural reaction. I mean, Morrow does it, but he does it in his own way. I cannot wait for Sunday to hear him again. So, oh, yeah. It's going to be nice. Yes, Morrow's going to be calling the match. And isn't Aubrey Edwards going to be the ref? Yep. Mm hmm. By the way. I got one other thing to say about JR. Like, you were talking about that natural reaction. Dazzy Dangerously, you said it earlier with that aw son of a bitch. And also when friggin' the McMahons beat Shawn Michaels and God at Backlash 2006. Oh, oh that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels and, also, and God. God. <laughs> also, 
Also, the fact, too, what always cracked me up, I know you didn't get to watch the end of this over there in the UK, but Moses Marquez knows because it was in San Diego, California. When Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy fought Matt Hardy at Vengeance 2001 and Jerry the King Lawler popped JR, and he's like, you know, Jer- you know, JR, this reminds me of one of your favorite singers, Tammy Wynette. You need to stand by your man. And then JR goes, oh, Tammy. Oh, t- <laughs> oh Tammy. I want Tammy. <laughs> I want Tammy. <laughs> Um, next, after a successful but hard-fought defense against Tay Conti, uh, which I don't think took anything away from her, she looked great. Sheeta no, really good match. Uh, is now confronted by her new number one contender, Dr. Britt Baker. Finally, first off, every fucking person in professional wrestling take a goddamn note for Britt Baker. Okay, when you become the number one contender, this is what you do. <laughs> you walk out there, you say, look at me, bitch. I'm next in line. Put a big-ass graphic on great. the Tron. That was <laughs> so fucking great, dude. <laughs> and literally didn't say a word, just walked out. Nope. Just look at the sign. Look who's next, look who's next in line, me. That's the thing, man. That's why I say yay, because it is so fucking long overdue. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm, keep it for double or nothing, because I want to see her win the title Please. on a pay-per-view. Please. Mm-hmm. Give me if a crowd pop. Any, if there is anybody that needs to beat Hikaru Shida, it is Dr. Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she is absolutely earned their spot. Not friggin' 100%. Ab- no, no disrespect, but not friggin' Abaddon, not friggin' Nyla Rose, not Ty Conti, not Anna J. Fucking Britt Baker. Be squared in the building. DBB. Yeah. Britt Baker or nobody right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Sheeta to get me wrong. The rest of the division, that's fine. But there's one person that should have that title, and she just so happens to have a doctorate. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I mean, take the next match, I will. QT defeated Billy Gunn after some interference from a go-go. When the fuck has Billy Gunn become relevant, and why is this son of a bitch undefeated? I'm pretty sure JR even reacted like, Billy Gunn's wrestling tonight. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, what? <laughs> Hold on, man. You want to talk about natural reaction? Where the fuck did Billy go? Man, Moses, goddamn son. Well, no, okay, so again, TSK, we're always doing the Discord chats, always streaming the shows, because that's how we do it. It allows us to be at the show without actually being at the show. And, of course, I'm the guy that I have a lot on my plate. I'm a dad. I do a lot of stuff. And then on top of that, you know, there's all this great content that happens on YouTube that I don't normally watch. And apparently a bunch of it is... Like, guys like fucking uh, Billy Gunn going undefeated. Who's the other fucking... Who was some other dweeb that was undefeated? I was just like, all these dudes are like, where the hell are you guys getting all these wins? Like, Will Hobbs, undefeated. I'm like, where the fuck are you guys getting these wins? Dark and elevation. Then it's dark and elevation. So it's like, okay, now I, I need to invest myself in these, you know, cause, so I can, I guess, see how these guys work, I guess. I don't know. It just... it. I don't want to say it. it sucks, but like... If you could just show me fucking highlights of this fucking, yeah. like, right as the kid's coming out. Like, especially with, like, Will Hobbs. Like, I, how the fuck is this kid 9-0? and Show me. Show me how he's 9-0. and Show me him fucking squashing a bunch of nerds in 20 seconds. It's not that hard to make. Yeah. It, really. It's like when they continue streaks on, like, house shows. Like, I don't hate it, but show me some clips, man. That's it. That's all I ask. 
I think, I think it doesn't it just, take much to make a 20 second thing of, of, of Will Hobbs killing four or five geeks. And you said, this is his reigns. You know, this is how he's been dominating during, you know, elevation and dark. Okay, great. I think they do it deliberately to try and make people watch dark because they're like, this guy's undefeated. Like, what, how, where, when dark? Oh Christ. Now I got to go watch dark. That's the thing but you see the thing though I would rather not be upset having to go watch it I'd rather be intrigued Oh he fucking threw the shit Oh he slammed mm-hmm. the shit I gotta go watch Dark Yeah. TK I know you're listening bud Listen to me If, I, if you want a hardcore dude to fucking make some time Show me some clips Make me invested Don't expect me to go look so I can maybe see him Make me want to go see him Yeah Cl- clips work better my, than hearsay That was mm-hmm. my point too Because it's just like that's what I. That's what I always my gripe with AEW when they mention dark and stuff. Don't give me the little thing at the results, like what happened on the show. Give me highlights because I'm going to say this right now. Not a lot of people watch dark or friggin' elevation, so give us a little something. something. That's oh, it. I'll... Like I said, keep the ticker. Keep the ticker. Seriously, I don't mind it. I don't mind the ticker where you're telling me who's won, who lost, blah blah blah. But give me highlights with it. Yep. I'll, I'll give you a, a, an analogy. Obviously, I was excited anyway for Godzilla versus Kong. But the mm-hmm. visuals were stunning in the trailer, and it made me more, even more excited. If somebody Dang. had not shown me a trailer and just said, "Okay, they're gonna fight in Tokyo," oh yeah, mm. you know they're making. Oh yeah, if somebody just told you, you know they're remaking Godzilla versus Kong, okay. <laughs> like I really don't care until you give me something to be intrigued about. And nine times out of ten, yeah, it's something I get to watch. Yes. Okay. Now, next. Oh, we also uh, had Dustin come out after the match to oh, attack right. QT with, with a cricket chair, of all things. With it, oh yeah, I was like, where the hell did they get this wood ass chair? But whatever. And then <laughs> it fucking, just happened to be under the just, ring. Yeah, it just so happened to be chilling there, and then Dustin has this fucking bull rope, and I'm like, uh, all right, I guess we're gonna have a bull rope match eventually. And then this gigantic dude, uh, who I swear to God was wearing a sweater under his cut up wedding dress that he made into a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and he just eats this fucking chair shot right to the face. And I'm just like, well, you're a crazy fucker. Yeah, Komaroto's going to kind of do some stuff. He's massive, and apparently he's young as fuck. And indestructible. I'm like, no, I mean, I, I've heard this kid's in his 20s. Wow. I'm going to take a look. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember his first name, but it's Komaroto. Nick Komaroto, I, I think it is. Fucking... Yeah, Nick Camarado. Camarado, okay. Oh, yeah, here it is from AEW. There we go. Haven't we seen this dude on here before? Didn't he go against, like, Moxley or somebody? Yeah, he was enhancement talent. He was a part of the nightmare system. All right, so he was born April 22nd, 1991. He's 29. Same age as me. Are you fuck, dude? Not even 30 years old, this dude. Mm -hmm. He's learning from probably one of the better groups you can learn from. As far as in-ring work, and he has the he has the appeal, and he's probably only going to get bigger. So, hey, more power to you, kid. Uh, Fuck, he's only thirty. He's not even thirty. I'm fucking baffled. Well, he'll be thirty. Well, he's thirty today. So happy birthday, Nick Cummins. Oh well, then happy birthday, you big fucking motherfucker, <laughs> you. <laughs> Man, same age as me, and looks like he could be my daddy. Fucking hell, all right. That beard. Oh, man, Beard Envy. Okay. <laughs> beard Envy. Man, just say Beard Envy. I heard that, Dazzy, dangerously. Don't go quiet with it, man. Say it with your chest. Say it proudly. You want to fucking Beard Envy, man. 
I, I just want a beard. Okay. I just want a beard. Ne next segment was a little bit confusing because the Elite were in their private trailer, and all of a sudden we hear uh, honking. And then Marks and Kingston ram a truck into the trailer. Go into the trailer. The, countdown? the Elite aren't even in there. Did you hear the countdown? No. Yeah, Moxie's like sitting there, and you hear him five, four, <laughs> three, two, one, and then slammed into the thing. I was like, you fucker, can you shut the hell up? Like, way to ruin the shot, you dick. <laughs> and they get out and fucking mock Goddamn Kingston, you got the pipe? It was like a fucking total New York thing. You got the pipe? Okay, here we go. And he just fucking just starts beating the crap out of it. Nobody's here. They even took their socks. I died when he said that. And then the greatest part of the whole thing is Moxley's mad because they're not there, so he can't kick their ass. Yeah. So he fucking hucks the pipe into the window and fucking legit two inches away from fucking Kingston's face. He's could you wait for me to get out of the goddamn way? He's like, well, I thought you were going to move. Well, I was trying to fucking move. And just <laughs> the, the fucking the back and forth is just the they're legit like brothers. Yeah. They're brothers just walking around arguing with each other. Kingston kind of turned into Jason Statham in the Expendables. You could have killed me. <laughs> I fucking laughed. You're so welcome. Hard. So <laughs> fucking hard. Oh my god! Don't ever break these guys up. No. Oh, Why didn't we do this sooner? Because oh. they're best friends and it works. They had Eddie Kingston with the goddamn death triangle, and I was like, ugh. And then you got Mox over here, and it's like, ugh. Put these two together. You know what I'm saying? Gold. Like you said, it works. It's funny. It's gold. Pure fucking gold. You're always in the I way. Started so, uh, I just, I just, I started, man, because it's like when you see these two individuals, it's like okay, but when you bring them together, it's like peanut butter jelly time. Where are you at? Where are you at? Peanut butter jelly and a baseball bat. These two work, and it's good. Yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna have to get through these last three points pretty quickly. Uh, so Christian Cage got a win over Will Hobbs. Uh, do we have to have Taz on commentary every time one of his boys are in action? Ugh. I guess. Uh, apparently, this match seemed a little slow to me, but I mean, apparently, Will Hob like I said, this is how Will Hobbs wrestles. That's why I guess I need to watch Elevation and Dark. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dark again. Yeah. Um, apparently, every manager in AEW wants to sign Jade Carcrash because she's the hardest no, thing going. No, they don't. Really? No, they no. don't. You lying dumbass. They, they are promoting the shit out of her, and nobody's falling for it. Well, some people are actually. Oh, yeah, fucking Teddy P. My guy. My, my guy is in love with this whole thing. I'm like, dude, I love you to death, but this is just ass. I was about to say, wait, does Teddy P really love him some Jade Cargill? Oh, yeah, he's a huge fan. Yeah. She's the next uh, big thing you don't understand. And I'm like, dude. Uh, Teddy. All right, I'm going to say that I love Teddy P, too, because I love how you and Teddy P were going back and forth about the Alexa Bliss Randy Orton thing, which still makes me laugh. So <laughs> when it comes to Teddy P, I like for the fact that with Jade Cargill, I like the fact that she's in shape and that she looks good. But again, the look appeal is great. Not the whip appeal. I'm not talking about babyface. I'm talking about the look appeal. But for God's sake, man, she's the yeah. drizzling shits in the room. Uh, mm -hmm. Physique, on point. Promo, eh. In ring. Yeah. A lot of work. Below you need average. a lot of work. A lot of work. And when you're going against Red Velvet, that doesn't give you a chance to shine because Red Velvet, and I think she's great too as a person and friggin' as her overall physique, but she's the drizzling shits too. I saw that suicide dive. Yeah. That oh, sucked. what the fuck? That Thank wasn't you. even was a suicide gonna... dive. That was just a dive through the ropes. Thank you. I was <laughs> going to say the same thing. It's like, dude, is you can't claim your fame when you've had two matches against the same broad. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and finally, Darby Allen 
successfully defending oh, the TNT so title against Jungle Boy. So Glory damn good. Man, event between two young bucks. First off, it hasn't been said in a while, and I know I'm the guy that always points this shit out. Jungle Boy's getting big. Mm. And I fucking love it. Like, he is putting in the work. It's finally starting to show for him. I know he can tell. I could see the confidence in him. It's just... And then they worked this match so damn well, but it, it felt like a little Naito versus Kota, you know, a light, if you will, a whole lot of fuck your neck in this match. <laughs> but it's okay. They're 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 young as shit. I guess they're gonna survive. So most Darby Allen matches are uh, fuck every part of my own body. Yeah, that fucking poor <laughs> bastard. Uh, but after the match, we got a. Post-match beatdown from, of all people, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, who have been hanging around in the rafters for the past couple of weeks. It must be cold up there. I was just going to say, they must have finally coming down. <laughs> um, and again, what the fuck is going on with Lance Archer? Is he a heel? He's is he a, a face? face? He's a face in the weirdest fucking way ever. Yeah. Uh, he attempts to clean house, but it falls victim to the numbers game before... It, of course, Sting comes down to make the save with his baseball bat. And all he does is swing it around. Yeah, and just points at him. You fucked up. I'm going to hit you with this thing one day. <laughs> like, okay. Ethan Page is like, I got my heart ripped out. I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? I'm the karate man. I ripped my own heart out. Sucker. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, solid it. episode again. I kind of hope... Uh, both shows get another increase this week as they did last week. And well, from the looks of it, NXT did. They're up in the 800s. Yep. Nice to see. And, uh, and I expect uh, AEW to stay in the in the middle. Yeah, 1.2. Let's it's, go. It's crazy. AEW on their own now is literally a couple of hundred thousand away from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it going. And finally, a big thank you to Darby Allen, actually, for a nice little clip you saw during the show. Taking it to the max. Right. Oh, well, thank you to Travis for getting it. That's yeah, right. thank you, Travis. And thank you for Raven for hanging on as long as you did. Yeah, God bless her. Poor, <laughs> Poor thing. I can understand what it's like to be starstruck. Hey, hey don't we all? <laughs> yep. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is the Max Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok. And above all, go check us out at maxwrestling.net. Follow us on social media at the Captain 512 at MCL92, at Walker underscore TA92, and at SMRPodNet. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, uh, remember, Twitch makes Vince's dick itch, and everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, and everyone on TikTok thinks he's a cock, including Moses Marquez. <laughs> I love that. That's brand new, and I fucking love it. Okay. Um, normally, I take this time to plug the crap out of myself. I will do it as quickly as possible. A um, lot of Bolt Rant stuff coming, more streamings. Uh, just check out Twitch. I really don't want to take too much time with this, because I, I, I kind of want to do something important. Um April 20th, 2021, a man was finally convicted for what he did. And um, hopefully this is uh, a shining light to how things need to change in our country. And uh, hopefully it's not as bad as uh, across the other side of the pond as it is here. No. And I hope today, I hope you, I hope that day changed a lot for a lot of people. This is I, what I've been calling 
our version of Rodney King, if you didn't live through that era, this is what it means, and we all need to come together as a fucking nation, and I'll say it just like that. And uh, my last thing is, is you don't, and I want to, I want to emphasize this because I think it's, it's, I think it's a, honestly a staple in the in the in the wrestling community, and that's mental illness. I know Mike has done his thing, and he's gone through his journey, and he's you know continuing to work, and he's actually seen the the higher light, if you will. I just want to say that if you're, if you think for one second that somebody might be struggling, be nice to them. If you think for one second that they've never struggled in their life, be nice to them. Be kind to everyone you encounter because you don't know what people are struggling with. You have no idea what goes on in their daily lives, what happens on on their good days, on their bad days, how they react, how they sleep, how they don't sleep. You don't know, so you don't need to be the judge. All you need to do is be a kind person to one another. That's it. Don't make judgments. Don't make statements. This isn't the 1960s. I'm not going to bite a raw cow, but I will tell you how I feel. And if that's a problem, then you have a problem with yourself. Amen. Thank you. All right. I, I kind of feel like I should say something important one day on this show. Everybody else seems to be doing it. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where it's like it, it literally just it goes leaps and bounds just to be a a, a commonly nice human being yeah i i almost feel like you and mike are here doing these important stuff and then i'm just like the comedy relief that's <laughs> <laughs> just the comedy relief oh my god shakes in reverse it's okay <laughs> yes it does shake in reverse no, to go on what he was saying, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've come out of it on, on the high road, man. My journey started in September. And I went fucking downhill, and now here we are in April, and I'm better mentally and spiritually. I got myself right because I didn't want to go down a path where I was friggin' in the fucking ditch. So everything that Moses Marquez said is absolutely accurate. Do I have my struggles? Hell yeah. But, you know, we all go through them. I still go through it, even though I've seen a better light. So I'm just saying, like, everything Moses said, be kind. You don't know what the hell anybody's going through. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you weak to cry or just show emotion as a man or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We all go through it together, and we got to be united, not divided as people. And also to add on to that, justice was served. Mm-hmm. And then you can take it to the max. So, yes. actually, on that topic, Mike, who you been talking to? Okay, now on the positive side of things, because as I said, we all go through some stuff that there's some positivity, and here's some positivity for everybody's ass. I have just been speaking with Sarah the Beast Brooke and Jackie O on the LFC podcast, assistant coach Jackie O for the latest LFC 31 Booty Camp 2. We talked about that. We talked about her ventures in the adult entertainment industry. So, yes, there's a lot of porn talk on the show. <laughs> and Sarah the Beast, so Sarah the Beast yeah, Brooke. Yes. Sarah the Beast Brooke took on Lauren the Animal Fogel. We talked about her debut at LFC 31. As far as on the mic with Mike goes, my man, superstar Dickie Rods, we talked about NYWC. We talked about guys like Cardona and Brian Myers. We talked about guys like Bear Bronson, Kristen Statlander, and the one and only MJF. We talked about the origins of his signature maneuver, the pocket rocket. We had a fun hour and 45 minute conversation of a man who was a 20-year veteran in the pro wrestling industry, and it's something that you all definitely should listen to because you get a lot of great advice from the one and only superstar Dickie Rods. You can check me out at SM Show 1 or MCL92 on the Twitter machine. If you're feeling some pop culture love, pop underscore culture underscore pod. Impact Rewind for your impact needs. I'm talking about LFC Pod for your LFC needs. Steve and Mike Show, soundcloud.com slash MCLarkin92, laundryfc.com. And I got to thank Mr. Dazzy Dangerously 
for Life with Mike, my Instagram TV series. Did a badass logo. I got more topics to come, including cyberbullying, staying humble, respectful. There's a lot of topics that equate to this thing that we call life, and it's all going to be devoured and devouged, if you will, on Instagram TV. Suffocate your own empire. Shine down on that bitch. Nice. You know what? If it wasn't for copyright, that should definitely be the theme song. Oh, yes. Thank you. And join us next week because we will be celebrating Crushing Bull Prediction this Sunday. This yeah, was yeah. episode 319. We will catch your ass down the road, open road. And that's the bottom line. Goodbye. And good night. Bang. Wake up, you skinny little shit with wings, Phoenix. I'm coming for what's mine, you son of a bitch, bird fucker. Ha <laughs> ha!